We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Never told me the order. Which, which K one first? Right? Put it on the board. Welcome on in, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. A lot to do on this Thursday morning here. Mike Quick joins us at 1130. Your phone calls throughout, 215-592-9494. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philadelphia. Listen, my little PSA for the morning, because y'all need to stop this. Mm. There is no such thing as vegan bacon. Y'all need to stop with that. I've been getting these little texts from the vegetans, like Joe Conklin likes to say, where they've been cutting up carrots. No, it's not now. Before you go on, it's not me. I didn't. I didn't no, text you, didn't you one no. thing about this. No, but I, I've seen like for whatever reason my algorithm is, algorithm is messed up, and they keep sending me this vegan bacon where they take these carrot strips and they strip them, and they put the little season on to make it taste like. No, ain't no such thing as vegan bacon. Y'all need to stop slandering bacon. Ain't no such thing. Hugh will not stand for bacon slander on this show. All right, it's out there. That's the PSA for the day. All right, welcome on in. Lot to talk about today. And Hugh, it's, it's interesting. You know, once in a while uh, on this radio station, an idea will take off, right? Someone has an idea, yes. and, and then it, it kind of grows legs, and then people react to the idea, and there's a very strong reaction to this idea. And, and what I'm speaking about today is an idea that hit the afternoon show a couple days ago. It was a call on our show, similar kind of topic, which is, of course, trading A.J. Brown. And it's become almost a national story here with A.J. Brown going on Kay Adams' show. We'll let you hear what he said yesterday about this whole thing. But there's been a very strong reaction, not to the trade proposal, but just the simple idea of trading A.J. Brown. And and here's where I'm at on this. I'm not looking to trade A.J. Brown this offseason. If I was Howie Roseman, I wouldn't be out there Placing phone actively, calls. Actively trying to right. play. Right. I wouldn't. I, I I think A.J. Brown, I mean, you guys know I'm I'm the A.J. guy on this show compared to Devontae. They're both good players, but I, I, I'm i a big A.J. Brown fan. I think he is an incredible wide receiver, and he's helped this offense reach super levels in the last years, especially in 2022. But here's where I'm at with this whole thing. He's not untouchable in my mind. If I'm Howie Roseman and I get a phone call about A.J. Brown – I'm going to listen. We're talking about a wide receiver here, not a quarterback, not a left tackle, not a pass rusher. He's a wide receiver, although it's become a very important position in today's NFL. I mean, literally the team that's maybe going to win back-to-back Super Bowls just traded away a better wide receiver in Tyreek Hill and keep winning. It's a wide receiver. If, if the Chiefs could trade away Tyreek Hill, the Eagles can listen on, on AJ if an offer comes in and – we don't know what's going on. But if there's issues between him and the quarterback, I have to keep that in my mind as well. You know, if the locker room stuff isn't where it needs to be, that's got to be top of mind as well. And I've been saying this for a while. At some point, I think they may have to reallocate money. doesn't have to be A.J. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, A.J. makes a lot. Devontae will make a lot. They're going to pay Dickerson. Lane Johnson makes a lot. We'll see if Kelsey goes back and makes a lot. They spend a lot of money on offense. At some point... They're going to have to consider, do we reallocate resources and use money on the defensive side? And the Mm -hmm. last thing I'll say is sometimes teams, when they see wide receiver, 
they get wide-eyed. Like the Dolphins got wide-eyed for Tyreek Hill, and it's worked for them, right? They've had a yeah, good offense. Yeah, they've had a successful, successful team. But they yeah. traded a lot to get him. I mean, they yes. traded a lot, and the Jets were offering a lot. And the Eagles offered a good amount to get AJ. My point is, if a call came in, and I'm Howie, and I don't know, it's the Colts. They have a cheap quarterback who could be a star, and they have Shane Steichen, and they say, we'll give you the 15th pick and a third-round pick Martin back. Minshew. I'll say, listen, we, I, I got to think about that. 215-592-9494. Hugh, we're going to let everyone hear what AJ said yesterday with Kay Adams and Robin Lundenberg. But when, when you think of the word untouchable, when you think of AJ Brown, is he untouchable for you? Because he's not untouchable for me. You gave me a lot to digest in a short period of time, Joe, but I'll, I'll try to, to, to tackle this as best as I possibly can from, from multiple, multiple angles. Uh, to your point about taking a phone call, I think it'll be foolish not to listen to see what a team is willing to offer you for A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. Let me say that first. But when you try to compare Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill to Jalen Hurts and and A.J. Brown, there's no comparison. Because when I look at at Tyreek Hill and and, uh, what's his name, Patrick Mahomes on the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is the best player between those two. When you when you talk about it like that, so I can afford totally to lose a Tyreek Hill as good as he is. I can afford to lose him. Now, AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts on this team, AJ Brown's the better player. Now, Jalen Hurts is the most important player, but AJ Brown is by far the better player. So, to your point, I'm gonna listen to the conversations because I'm gonna see if I if I could potentially fleece a team. If somebody's willing to give me two first round draft picks for 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 AJ Brown. I might have to go ahead and take that. But right now, he's the best player on this team, and I am not willing to to trade him. So to answer your question, he's untouchable in my eyes. Yeah, he's not for me. And and, and this is – I mean, people out there probably are not surprised. I I would make a trade with anyone on any of these teams to make our teams better. That's always the way my mind works. It's why I brought up trading stars in the city. I mean, like, if it makes the team better, I'm willing to listen. I just – and, Hugh, you're right. You're totally right on this. Patrick Mahomes, it's different, right? The Chiefs, it's totally different. The Chiefs t- completely realized he's the straw and the beverage that they could win without Tyreek Hill, and yes. they were right. They won a they won a championship with Juju Smith Schuster against the Eagles, and they might win one in two weeks here with Rasheed Rice as their best wide receiver. They totally were right on that. But there's also a, a pattern here in NFL history, especially in the last I would say 25, 30 years. You don't need the top receiver to win the Super Bowl. Randy Moss won zero. I'm not saying it was his fault, but like teams didn't need Randy Moss to win a Super Bowl. T.O. didn't win one. You know, go through the years. A.J. Uh, Green didn't win one. Julio Jones almost won one with the Atlanta Falcons, but he didn't win one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go through Super Bowl winners, and I see a lot of Dion Branches and Julian Edelmans. There's a lot of – Heinz Ward. There's a lot of wide receivers on these teams that are not – Super duper duper stars. So it's nice to have them, but you don't need them. 215 592 9494. All right, let's hear it yesterday. AJ Brown on with Kay Adams yesterday, back and forth about trade stuff, people discussing it. Here's Kay Adams asking him, like, why do people think you're getting traded here? Why does Twitter have this wild idea that you're getting traded? I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe they know something I don't know. I mean, have you heard anything about this? Is this like a media thing? Like, where is it? it's everywhere. I'm sure you've seen it. You know, I, uh, you know, I kind of been through this before. You know, I'm a vet. You know, um, so you know, I remain quiet. And you know, uh, if something happens, I'll be waiting by the phone. If not, then I'll be right here. So then she went on. Listen, you're not really hearing anything, right? Like, it's just this is just fodder, right? This is just people talking. Here's the AJ asked. 
have you heard anything? Like, you know, maybe something's real here. You have not heard anything. There's no actual rumblings about a trade. That's all. I want to just make that clear. I'm not I ain't going to communicate. I, I'm just I'm not really like, just worried about any of that. Right OK, now. so, so okay. if it is, if it ain't, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That wasn't like answer I was looking for. I thought you were going to say I absolutely know. not. I, I, I think you just got to be prepared. It's a bit, a little bit, you know, so and I'm just trying to I'm just handle it the best way I can. Sounds like AJ knows he's not untouchable. That's what I'm hearing there. Or at least he hasn't been told by the – I think at some point as this conversation continues, and it's everyone's talking about this. I mean, it's out there now that this is a discussion. Hey, hey maybe – are the Eagles going to consider it? Should they? All that. You know, I think the Eagles at some point should call AJ Brown and tell him, we're not trading you. Ease his mind if if that's the truth. If they really are not – no under no circumstance will trade him, they should call and tell him. Yeah, I think that 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 is a phone call that's probably been placed or is going to be placed. Because this has gotten to the point where it's gotten a little, I think has been a little uh, misrepresented. I guess that's the best word I could use for this situation. This is, and when he, but I will say this: when he he didn't do himself any favors by answering it the way that he did. No, either. nope. I mean, come on, let's be real here. We all know how social media works, and we all know that people like to take stories and run with them. And by him hemming and hawing and not answering the question definitively. That's what we're doing right now. We're, we're sitting around and this has become a thing because he has added another log on the fire. You could have put this out yesterday if you have just said, no, I haven't heard that. I'm an eagle. Bottom line. That's it. That's the end of the story. Keep it simple there. I mean, keep keep it simple and move on. And then, look, that's not his fault. Fans could talk about whatever they want. We could talk and about whatever do. we want. And yeah. fans do. And, and guess what? Again, I, I agree that when you have Mahomes and Reed, you could you can win without a star wide receiver. They're showing that now. But if a player as good as Tyreek Hill at that position could be traded, any wide receiver could be traded. No, you have to. If the phone rings and somebody's calling about, oh, somebody, I'm answering. You gotta you gotta you gotta listen to what they have to offer. In the NFL, it's about value. It's about timing. It's about building the best roster. That that is it. It's not about having. It's not a collection of of cool fantasy players. It's about the best roster and. For two years, I agree with the Eagles. I was all, I liked the trade when they made it. Remember Ike's reaction on draft night? What is he now? Now he's awake. That was an awesome reaction. And we all felt the same way. Like they got a big time player. It was a great trade by Howie. It helped propel them to a Super Bowl. But as they got to think about 2024, 2025, how to build the best roster. No, he's not. I'm not looking to trade AJ, but he's not untouchable here. Last one and all your phone calls on this. 215 592 9494. AJ doing the media rounds yesterday. He went on with Robin Lundberg, Sports Illustrated, and he was asked flat out, are, are you preparing to play for the Eagles? Here's what it all sounded like. AJ, your, your name is out there a lot with people talking about, you know, what might be going on behind the scenes, what the organization's plans may be. W- what do you make of all that? Is that just noise in your mind? You know, I've been through this before. I'm a, I'm a bear at this point, you know. So if something happens, my phone will ring, and I'll be waiting if not, then I'll throw my time. <laughs> But you're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season. I'm prepared to uh, focus on my family at home and, and get better in the offseason and just see see where this thing go. You know, it's chatter, though. It's that last one that got me. I mean, that was I think that was the one that got all of us yesterday. You're preparing to play for the Eagles, catch passes for the Eagles. And Huey said, I'm preparing to spend time with my family. I mean, that wasn't a, a strong yes. It strikes me as either something is going on here or he's 
I thought he was a little annoyed yesterday that the, that very annoyed. Yeah, that 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 this isn't been squashed by the Eagles or it's even out. Like it's a, it just seemed like he was frustrated by very, the whole thing. Very annoyed. I, I think that when I listen to AJ Brown talk, I think that he's in a he's in a uh, very very sensitive state right now mm. because there's a narrative, and I, and I hear it every day that he's a cancer, and the comparison and and you're allowed to have any uh, take on this that you want to have. Because we don't know the story. But I hear a lot of people comparing this to the T.O. situation and, and what happened with that. Listen, I was in there. So I can tell you for a fact that all of these narratives that y'all have with, with, with A.J., it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but I'm here telling you right now, and I haven't even been in the locker room, but I can tell you from the comparison that y'all comparing it to, it's not the same thing. So there's that. He's frustrated. Because for whatever reason, he has been made to be the scapegoat in all of this. And that's not fair because we don't know what's going on. It's easy to point the finger at him because he plays position by default that most guys are a little bit different. They're a little bit nutty. They do nutty stuff. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do stuff that's uncharacteristic of a, of a team player. He's done nothing outside of yelling or going back and forth with his quarterback to warrant all of this negativity that he's getting right now. I mean, and that's the truth. You can believe whatever you want to believe because it's easy. I would sit back, like I've always said, I don't know what the problem is on this team, but I don't feel like he's the main source of the problem. So the the one thing that's totally different, and obviously you you were part of the of the TO situation, and this one we're watching as as fans and, and talking about it. The one thing is T.O. wanted more money. I mean, that, that was pretty obvious. That was a monetary thing that then became a team-wide distraction. We have not heard that. The Eagles paid A.J. the minute he got here, and we have not heard yet he wants to redo that deal. Now, perhaps that's coming, and you can make a case he's earned a raise based on how he's played his first two years here, but it hasn't been a money thing yet. It's just been about our perception of it. 215-592-9494. Quickly, then all your phone calls. Kyle, where do you come down on this? Is A.J. Brown untouchable? Yeah, he's untouchable. I'll keep it pretty simple. He's the best player on the Eagles, one of the best wide receivers in the league. The only thing I'll really strongly push back on from you, Joe, and and we do this a lot I, when we we look at what players on which Super Bowl rosters won, and, and like none of that matters. I think the best teams win Super Bowls. AJ Brown makes this team a much better team. Uh, you can't. There's really not a, a trade package you could offer me right now where I'd be willing to get rid of AJ Brown, especially. With the cap hit, I, I think him and Devontae Smith are a great tandem, and they're going to lead this team. Uh, they're going to take this team as far as they'll be able to go. So I, and I cannot lose A.J. Brown. I think the team will suffer in, immensely if they get rid of him. Unless they turn draft picks into big-time players. And we could go find what the uh, what the Chiefs turn those picks into. And if it's three starters on defense, I mean, perhaps that does make well, you better. Well, we don't do that, though. Well, that, but that would be the th- in theory, right? Anytime you trade a player for a pick, you're you're thinking you could make that pick yeah, into a well, good player. Well, how about like we have him here? I, I get it. I'm just saying <laughs> like again, we have the guy. I am not trying to trade AJ Brown. In fact, that's that, I don't think that that's going to happen. But I'm just saying if if Howie's taking phone calls here or a phone call comes in, I'm listening. He's not untouchable, and mostly because the position he plays. I, I don't think wide receivers are untouchable. Terrence in Springfield what? starts us off. Hey, Terrence. Hey, Joe, Kyle, what's up, man? What's, what's up, Terrence? On, if they trade AJ Brown, that would be the stupidest, stupidest move in sports history. Well, Terry, like, I mean, Terrence, the the Red Sox traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees. I mean, we've had some bad trades over the years. I don't know if it's quite quite that level, but all right. So you think it'd be, you think he's untouchable? 
he's untouchable. Listen, Devontae said it best. Hell to the null. He ain't going nowhere. You know why? Because these guys make each other better. I feel like if Howie does a better job at, at uh, drafting talent, you wouldn't have to try to trade anybody. You feel what I'm saying? And these guys are in their prom. Perkins in his prom. AJ's in his prom. Uh, Smitty's in his prom. If you don't take advantage of these guys' years right now, these guys are in their prom. You cannot touch. If you're not, if you're not giving me a star player and two first-round picks, I don't want to hear it. This guy's one of the top receivers in the NFL. He is. Ter- Terrence, he's a, Terrence, he's a great player. He's a great player. But if you can get something big back, maybe you create a better team that way. I mean, that, it's, it's not just about him like, being great. You Maybe you create a better well, team. Like Kyle said, like, we'll suffer on the offensive end. Like, like I was saying, these guys compliment each other, and these guys make each other better. Like, without, without say if you take away, if you take away A.J. Brown, look how we look this year with A.J. Brown. We will suffer next year. And our team's already not good. If we if Howie stops drafting all these Georgia players and, and, and stick to the draft and drafting and letting all these good players go to other teams, all these good young stars go to other teams, we will be okay. We won't even have to talk about this, Howie. That would make it easier, Terrence. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. that would make it easier. Terrence, man, we appreciate the phone call. Thanks, James. Quick, didn't it? I remember, like, I was sitting here just a year ago and everybody was excited about the Georgia Dogs. Now, all of a sudden, we draft too many damn Georgia players. Well, well, I so, tell you, that worm turned quick. Hugh, I did, I did have this question around the draft last year. Are they all great as individuals, the Georgia players, or did they look great because they all were on the same defense? I, I mean, I still have the question. Jalen Carter, uh, my, by my eyes, looks like a star. Did the other ones look like a star yet? Jordan Davis is a good player, man. Jordan Davis, like good player, I, not a star. And and he, you know, the whole fat thing and not keeping his weight down that that's an issue. But that's something that that a lot of young players have to deal with. You know, even good coaches have to deal with guys that that have had weight issues. They should have done a better job of monitoring that, though. Mm. I mean, I I would say that because you still have to have coaches around that are gonna save you from yourself. And as far as great Georgia players, I think the verdict is still out. It I don't is, think it the, is. the story has been written totally on all of these guys. Yeah, you, well, they're still young. Yeah. So I, I think, and I understand the situation that we're in. Everybody's a little critical, and especially about Jordan because he started off so strong and then he curtailed off towards the end of the year. That's a to me, that's a coaching thing to a certain extent. It also, I think, was amplified because Kyle Hamilton drafted one pick after looks like a star. Yeah. We don't need – I mean, he needs to keep doing it, but we, we see it now. He looks like a star, and they, and they chose Davis over him. Let's go to Jason in Northwest. What's up, Jason? Hey, how you guys doing? What's Good, up, Jason. What are you um, feeling? Just, just you know, a little frustrated, but really grateful. Like, you know, great radio. I'm um, kind of glad how the narrative is changing. Like, and thank God for Ike Reese, Hugh Douglas, and John Ritchie. For guys who've been in the trenches, true Philadelphia Eagles, and know what it's like on that side. Because AJ, and I think it's been out there before, just the, like we all have some mental stuff and we can be sensitive. Like he's just a sensitive dude that like he loves this team, he loves his players. And I never, even when he was frustrated, and he's not untouchable, I don't think anyone is. Like if the Chiefs call and say, hey, we'll give you Patrick Mahomes for AJ Brown That's and also throw in a first round pick, I think you take it. I, I think but you do too, I'm Jason. Not, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But. But you hear him saying, like, a lot of stuff because we see things on TV, like Hugh says, and the social media, like, catches fire. We start talking, you know, Jack Fritz mentions the trade. Next thing you know, it's national news. And, like, the players could pick up on it. And then it just goes in their heads and their heads and their heads. And it's harder, I think, to, to avoid that stuff nowadays 
because there's so many outlets with social media. Whereas, like, an A.J. Brown, he's, I'll be honest, he's my favorite player. He looks like a great family guy. He said he puts in his work, he goes to take care of his family, and he comes in and puts in the work. Mm-hmm. I would be frustrated if I were him, too. We're so frustrated. We still don't know why the team fell apart at the end. I think it was because one thing, and even the 49ers game, if I don't mind asking or talking about it, you let me know. We were, we were matching their intensity toe-for-toe until we couldn't score. The, you know, we turned the, Instead of getting 14 points, we get six points. Yep. We keep them in the game, and then, boom, they take off, and they, they knock us dead. We get exhausted, and we never recover the rest of the season. But there's stuff that went on there, and we gotta, we got to pick these guys up. we got to back them up. we got to just say, guys, we love you. We can't let you – we can't let the team know that, hey, if you don't perform in one second, we're going to kill you. This team is a true Eagles team. we got guys like Ike Reese, Hugh Douglas, John Ritchie that know it. We just need to back them up and let's bleed green and say, A.J. Brown, we love you. We know you and Devontae are going to be great. We know that Jalen Hurst is going to get his, hopefully, his uh, head straight and like fix this offense. Yeah, I thought and the same thing. Right, I, yeah, Jason, right I hear you. It's almost like the Trey Turner year. thing. Yeah. Jason. I got it. I get it, Jason. And, and I think a lot of people Not that thing want that. And look, if you're in the stadium and it's a, a tight moment of the game, you're in the, you're in the link, sure. I mean, g- give them a boost, right? The home field advantage matters. I also think we have to be real about how people think. Like, just human beings think. We think about how to make the team better. Like, when you talk with your friends, do you talk about, let's uplift A.J. Brown, or do you talk about, hey, would you trade this guy for this guy? Like, I always think, like, we, we make it too complicated. Who talks like that? Nobody talks like that, man. And I understand the narrative, and I understand why people feel like, you know, like there's an agenda. It's not an agenda. It's It was a question that he could have, if he wanted to, let's be real, A.J. could have stopped this all yesterday. This could have been stopped yesterday with the conversations that he had with two local or, or two different media outlets where he could have just said, no, I haven't heard that rumor. As far as I know, it isn't true. If he wanted to, if he wanted to be vague, he could have said that. As far as I know, it's not true. Ain't nobody told me I was getting traded. I'm here until I'm not. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, and, and I, I always will believe this, this is part of the deal. These players, it get, it, they get to play. They, they are obviously, they earn their spot, right? A.J. Brown's a great football player. But he plays in Philadelphia. It's part of the deal. I, I like the way Rob Thompson framed it during the playoffs. Remember, he was asked about people upset at his lineup or his decisions, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, that just shows people care. I mean, that's the same thing here. Bottom, bottom line. People care about the Eagles and how they go win a Super Bowl and how this whole thing turns from where it was this year into something great. So A.J. Brown's a conversation beast. He's one of the best players in the league. 215-592-9494. Do you consider him untouchable? I know a lot of people were upset at a trade idea, which I thought was an interesting idea, trading A.J. for Pat Sertain. I'm not looking to trade A.J., but I, he's not untouchable for me. He's a wide receiver. If the Eagles can get something great back and make a better team, I'm interested. Hugh thinks it's untouchable. Where do you come down? 215-592-9494. We'll ask Mike Quick about it coming up at 1130, and we're still awaiting – the MRI results for Joel Embiid will get more into that situation and what the Six should do coming up. 215-592-949 for Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Six. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, man. Hurts back, steps up. He is looking for Brown, who makes the catch. He's at the 25. He's at the 20. He's cutting to the outside again. Cuts back to the middle. He's in. He was absolutely brilliant. 
negotiating his way downfield. Keeps his offense on the personal field. Foul. They're going to go Rocking for two. Yeah, personal foul against Washington. Kyle's on one with the song choice there. I mean, that, that fits perfectly in our Pretty discussion. Awesome. It is perfect. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Zillow. Mike Quick's going to join us an hour from now to discuss all this. Eagles offseason, Jalen Hurts, but specifically A.J. Brown. Is he untouchable? I don't believe he is. I, he's. If I get a great offer, I'm certainly listening. Hugh thinks he is untouchable. It is amazing, though, Hugh, if we go back to the phones, how much things change, how quickly. You know, you go back to that run he had of 125-yard games over and over and over again. It's not the NFL record. If we had asked the question and had the discussion, is he untouchable, let's say, in October, I think 99 out of 100 were like, yeah, of course it's untouchable. I don't, I don't sense it's quite the same as the season fell off and fell apart. Yeah, because he's being blamed for something that people have no depth on what's going on. And that's, that's the easy fix for some people. All they know is, oh, we saw AJ and Jalen on the sideline having an argument. He must be the problem. It's the same thing that happened with T.O., and we all saw what Antonio Brown looks like and we've seen deeper receivers in the past, so he must be the problem. Get rid of him. It's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's way deeper than that. And I think that, you know, if, if we took the time, and most people don't, I get it, because we got other stuff going on. If you took the time to try to figure out what was going on, you would see that is. I don't think it's him. I really don't think it's him. But if he's part of it, is it worth keeping him around? Yes. We don't know, and I love Jalen Hurts, but we don't know how good our quarterback is. And we're not in a position or a situation where we feel – that we can move on from a guy like that and we'll be okay. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, and I look, I understand subtracting a guy like A.J. Brown would not help Jalen Hurts, at least in the short term. I think that's the point Kyle was bringing up earlier. But I also think, like, the Eagles have to think big picture about this. What builds the best team? At some point here, in the next year or so, they're likely to pay Landon Dickerson. I mean, what, what are top guards getting these days? $15, 14000000 million a year? Mm-hmm. He's going to get that. They're going to have to pay Devontae Smith. And if Justin Jefferson gets 35 or $40 million, I'm telling you right now, AJ's, uh, excuse me, Devontae's agent's going to ask for 30 So we're going to have another $15 million at guard, another $30 million at wide receiver. The quarterback's cap number just goes up as the years go along. I know it's pretty small now considering the big picture of his contract, but it will go up. They're paying a lot of offensive players a lot of money. That factors in for me as well. Is he untouchable? No, i got to build the best football team not just have the coolest names and the most number of high fantasy draft picks. I mean, that's not how this works. OG Wade at Chester. What's up, OG? What's up, fellas? How are we doing today? OG, what are you thinking on all this? Well, um, it's a couple things I want to address, and Hugh Douglas is one of them. Um, Big dog, you just made a statement that we don't know how good Jalen is. Do you think Jalen is a good quarterback? I think he is, but I don't think he's good enough for us to survive without A.J. Brown. Okay, I got you. You got it. You do think he's a good quarterback, right? I think right? he's a good quarterback, yes. All right, so we do know how good Jalen is. You don't have to no, be No, we great. don't know how good he is. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, here's OG, we I don't. Say you do. Okay. Okay. Here's why I say you do. This quarterback that you're talking about took us to the Super Bowl. This quarterback that you talk about made the playoffs every year that, that he's been a starter. So we do know how good he is. We don't know how great he can be, but we know how good he is. I don't know that A.J. had the success at Tennessee. As a matter of fact, let me stop that. I do know he did not have the success at Tennessee that he's having here in Philadelphia. Okay? A.J. has never been a leader. He's never been a captain. He's never led a team. So this is all new to him. All right? So the other thing is you're saying that about feelings. That's what you keep saying. We don't feel. 
But we know it's not just the blow up on the sideline that he had with uh, with, with Jalen. It's the all the other stuff. It's the um, not showing up for uh, the playoff game on a sp- off of a sprained knee when you was in Atlantic City. So the, the knee was okay for you to go to that event, but you couldn't come to a playoff game where you could have helped young receivers that was playing your position and doing your job to help them out. It, even and, and, and that's not even a mandatory. But I'm just saying. So there's things in here, and 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 the most important thing is we're coming up now on a time where we're not going to be able to play him and Smitty. So the time that we had with AJ and Smitty was this past year that we just blew because two grown ass men couldn't get their emotions in check, and now we as fan base and as talk show host, we arguing with one another over two rich ass grown ass. Wait a minute, OJ, you give me give me a second because you give me a lot to digest, man. Now I'm sorry. We have what have we seen? What is what was Jalen before AJ got here? He's a decent yeah. he was a decent quarterback, but AJ took him over the top. Would you agree with that? I would not. Why not? No, I would Why not? not because I know that I I watched the games when AJ wasn't I here. I watched the games I've too. Seen the, I, I, okay, I've seen the plays. Be me. I seen Jalen make all these plays. We keep saying that Jalen just had one good year. No, he didn't just have one good year. One year that, that uh, we started running the ball was because our defense couldn't. We couldn't keep our defense on the on the field because we was getting okay. OG, OG, again, game. again, you give me a lot to digest. Give me, give me a moment now. You you said something that that I wanted to hone in on. You said there's these are two grown men that couldn't get it together. So mm-hmm. what part about these two grown men where AJ, well, Jalen is culpable because he's the other grown man you're talking right. about, correct? Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, yes, so if, if, if AJ, no, excuse me, if Jalen is the leader that you believe he is, why mm-hmm. couldn't he fix this problem? Because you, in order to fix something, too, and, and I'm sure we all know this, it has to be a, 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 a partnership. It has to be, I can't, Jalen can't be the only one that want to fix it. A.J. got to be willing to fix it also. I don't know exactly what happened. Here's what I know from knowing Jalen. Jalen is about moving on to the next play. My lotta said Jalen cursed him out in the locker room because he was apologizing for missing the block. And Jalen like, yo, on with the next play. The same thing with Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard dropped the pass, but he wanted to sit over there and argue with Jalen on about the running around. No, he's saying let's go with the next play. Same thing with A.J. A.J. want to curse him out. Jalen, I got you. I got you. Let's go on with the next play. So the leadership is there, but it has to be reciprocated. Like Jalen said, he's only able to lead if the players are willing to allow him to lead. If you don't have that relationship, it's just not going to work. See, this is where we disagree because I feel like this. If you're a leader, if you're Mm -hmm. a true leader, you're going to make it work regardless because you know how much he means to your team. Now, I know how you feel about Jalen, and I respect that. But this this is where I feel like Jalen has a blind spot because just as good as Jalen is, that you believe mm-hmm. he is, he's much better with AJ, and it has been proven that. That's absolutely correct. So if that's the case, if if I know that maybe maybe I have to kind of like take three steps forward, three steps back to get five steps forward, then that's what good leaders usually do. So to your to your point and the point that you just made. I think that there's something more so wrong with Jalen as opposed to to AJ because we kind of know how AJ is. We kind of know how AJ operates. He's a he's a emotional guy, and you know if you're dealing with an emotional person, then you have to treat him a little bit differently. 
than you treat everybody mm-hmm. else. So a good leader would know that, and he would handle himself accordingly. Would you agree with that? Yes, I, I would. So Tim, with say, that being sorry. said, I'm not trying to get rid of A.J. Brown. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my quarterback, why he can't be a better leader. If he's okay. supposed to be a leader. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, we're coming up on a moment now that A.J. is going to turn into the 14th highest paid wide receiver after once the season starts. Do you think A.J. is going to be okay with being that and not want an extension? I, I doubt it, O.J. I think he's going to ask for more money soon. Absolutely. So yeah. that my point here is that while we're sitting here arguing about this, this is what's really brewing. And this is what's really going to be a problem come the start of this season. And what I'm saying is while the value of, of A.J. is up, everybody say he's a top three receiver. He's never been that without Jalen. But for all intents and purposes, he's that guy. Why not entertain what getting what you get at its highest peak? Because just like this thing fell apart and, and it could not be fixed, what makes you think it's going to be fixed now? I don't. Well, gee, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I think your point on that is a fair one. Oh, gee, we appreciate the phone call. A lot of good stuff there. I mean, I think that last point he made about the money has to factor into this. You know, I'm looking. Daniel Jeremiah put up his top 50 rankings in the NFL draft. We, we're about to have two receivers making, I don't know, 25, 30 more, more a year. And it's never been easier to find wide receiver prospects. I know the Eagles struggle to draft these guys, but it's never been easier to find them. You know how many of Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 players in this draft coming up are wide receivers? 11. 11. More than one-fifth of the top players coming out of this draft play this position. So, like, it's not just about AJ. It's not just about Devontae. Like, am I paying two receivers a lot of money? Most teams do not. 215-592-9494. Here's my perspective on this. I think Jack's idea a couple days ago was very interesting, the idea of Sertain for AJ. I don't want to trade AJ, but he's not untouchable. I mean, I would absolutely listen to a phone call, and if I'm being offered a first-round pick plus, I'm absolutely listening. I I want to make the best team. Not not just because AJ Brown's cool and we had one good year last year. He gets to stay around forever. I want to make the best team. Sean at King of Prussia. What's up, Sean? going on guys hey sean what's up buddy not much i want to thank you for your service as an eagle and i want to thank you for not allowing og to go unchecked and ramble on with his nonsense of i love jalen hurts listen sean i i I have add i don't have the capacity to to digest all that talking that that folks do man keep it keep it short and sweet for me that's I that's i need short and sweet man i don't need soliloquies can't, like we get it, we get it, OG. You love Jalen Hurts. We get it. But like when you just start saying like AJ Brown did not make Jalen Hurts into an MVP caliber quarterback, and you disagree with that as a factual point, you just disregard. Like you, you're discontinued. Like you, whatever you say after that, I don't have to listen to anymore because you're not, you're not realistic. You're not being. You're not being a realistic human being. Like- so, so, Sean, here's how I, I would react to all this. I think you're right that he certainly helped elevate him in 2022, right? Jalen went from whatever you think he was his first year to sort of decent, right, to MVP right. level. But to be fair, A.J. was here this year, and Jalen didn't look like an MVP. So it's not like because A.J.'s here, Jalen's an MVP. We just watched the opposite happen this past year, unfortunately. I would disagree with that, though, because like you just said, A.J. Brown – at one point during the season, was being talked about as 
wow, kennel receiver win MVP. Yep. He was. Him I and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I think I think what we're having right now is the wrong discussion. We're talking Devontae Smith's gonna command thirty million dollars. You don't get rid of TO to get a num to pay a number two. You don't get rid of Jamar Chase because you have to pay T. Higgins. You don't get rid of C D Lamb because you gotta pay Brandon Cook. I love Devontae and I love the fact that we drafted him. But I'm not getting rid of a top three receiver in the NFL so I can pay a top 20 receiver in the NFL. I, like you just said, if I have to go out and find a receiver, I'm go- I think it's easier to replace my number two receiver than it is to replace an MVP caliber receiver. I agree with Sean. I agree with you on this. I, I And I think you and I maybe are in the minority because people, and, and I understand he was drafted here. Devontae is, is beloved. Uh, but I, I don't think you're, here's what's happening, Sean, whether we're approaching it one way, or you're, you're, we're coming from different sides of the street. The Eagles are about to reach a crossroads, right? They're either going to have to oh. pay two receivers along with a quarterback and an expensive offensive line or they're going to have to reallocate and move on from one of the receivers. That moment is coming here, whether we like it or not. If I – so just going to go in my little fantasy world here. If I was Harry Roseman and I woke up tomorrow, I go to Devontae Smith and I say, I understand that you've earned the raise, but we are going to talk about your extension next offseason. I'm going to try to play this out as best as I can this year because this is the window, whether we want to agree with it or we want to – we want to admit it to ourselves or not because it's hard to admit that there's a window because if there's a window, that means that there's an ending. And we don't want there to be an ending. But the NFL, as well as any professional sports, is a sport of windows. And we're in our best chance of winning it all when we have our veteran leadership like we have, that's saying we get a dude like Kelsey to come back for one more year, something like that. And this is the window, and we have to go for it. I think it's. I don't think that we're getting rid of Jalen Hurts. You don't get rid of a top quarterback, whether he's a top five quarterback or a top ten quarterback. You don't get rid of that. I don't think you get rid of a top three wide receiver. You don't get rid of that. I love Dallas Goddard, but I think it's easier to replace a tight end than to pay him a lot of money. I think it's a lot easier to replace the number wide number two wide receiver than it is to pay him like you're saying thirty million dollars. I I do think, like you said. This falls a little more on Jalen because, like he said, leaders don't ask if it's okay if they lead people. They don't go to the people they're leading and say, hey, is it okay if I lead you to the promised land? They just do it. They lead you to the promised land. They figure out a way to do it one way or the other, and this is part of his maturation process. He, he's a young guy, man. I mean, as, as much as mature as he is, he's still a young guy, and he's got to figure that he out. He does, Sean it's, a good fo- Sean. it's a good phone call there. A lot, lot of good stuff from Sean. I mean, the Eagles are going to reach that point where they have to make decisions mo- monetarily on how they pay everyone and still field a good team, See, the this, right team. Th- and this is the problem that I have, and, and I know OG loves and I'm not picking on him, but we want we give Jalen Hurst $250 million, and we tell him automatically he's a leader. And then when, when, when stuff goes sideways – and it doesn't work out, we want to get rid of the best player on the team because he's not getting along with the quarterback. We just get, You just told the man to be a leader. Okay, go lead. Go lead. You go figure it out. You're suppo- if you, He's your god daddy. He's the father of your god child or whatever, how that, however that situation work out. You know what I'm trying to say. But, hell, go, go make that relationship work. Sometimes you have to sit back and listen to what's being said and try to understand and, and, and use your people skills to try to build a bridge in that relationship, man. That's what you do. 
This is not unrepairable. That's why when people, like, I hear people talking in the streets, and I hear them say, this is the same thing as T.O. No, it's not. No, it's not. And stop using that as a comparison because you don't know. Everything you know about the T.O. situation, you read about. I lived it. I know what was going on. To be fair to people, it's the only example we have, right? It's, or it's the most yeah. recent of cor- star I'm, quarterback, star receiver, and something happened. And I'm trying happened. to tell you, yeah. it's not the same thing. And I'm telling you, it's not the same thing. But, uh, so here, uh, you, you, I can't speak to, and you can, what it felt like, right? And you lived it. Here's what we all know, though. It did blow up, and it helped ruin the next season. And yes, that, it did. So that's what I think the fear that, is here. That's not where we are. I don't feel like that's where we are. We're not there. So that's why I'm saying it's not the same thing. That relationship between those two cats, you couldn't repair that if you had super glue and all the cement on the planet. You couldn't repair that. You couldn't repair that. The best super glue, Gorilla Glue. You couldn't repair that. that gorilla Glue is good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, you put you that. You couldn't repair that. You ever get Gorilla Glue on your fingers accidentally? Yeah. They'll, stick, they'll stick together for like an I hour. Don't that's, feel a, that's like a problem. The fact, and, and this is the thing that people fail to realize. AJ put out an olive branch when he was trying to get the team back together. We created a narrative. When I say we, I mean the people created a narrative where he was the cancer. But, but not, to be fair, he's part of that. You're yelling on the sidelines at your quarterback. What are people going to think? You, you're right because it wasn't addressed that day. And as yes. it got progressed, yes. as it, you know what's funny about that? We, I was sitting there talking to, to, to Ike. And we, I was like, oh, man, that's not a big deal. And, you know, Ike being Ike, he's like, until it is. He said it just like that. I was like, oh, that's not a big deal. Because there's been times on the sideline where, where players have yelled at each other, it's not a big deal. And he said, until it becomes a big deal. And then eventually and then it became a big deal. Someone says no Nobody, more. Nobody, everybody, because think about it. We were talking about how, oh, that's just him being passionate. He's so passionate. Because at that point, he was in the throes of 130-yard games consecutive. And so it was not a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, when the wheels started to fall off the wagon, we started going back with the conspiracy theory. Oh, well, that, that's where it went wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was AJ's fault. And then we got out our pitchforks and all this other stuff and our tiki torches. And we went well, you know, it's, it's, it's a pattern of behavior. That, that's what, where people go to, right? Because we saw in the playoffs two years ago against the Giants, they're winning the game. He's annoyed in the sidelines. Minnesota this year. So he, he, we could say he gets painted this way, but AJ also, like many receivers, is – I don't know, wordy, mouthy. I mean, whatever. He's demonstrative, whatever word you want to use. <laughs> wordy, mouthy. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot to say on the sidelines. <laughs> he's got a whole lot to say. It does. I mean, a lot of receivers, too. He's, he's, he's typical of a star receiver. If only somebody on the show thought that that was an issue at I the time. I think I was with you. I, I think was, you were, too. I was with you. I didn't like it. I, 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 that was I got it. a lot it's, of crap for it, I remember. Uh, well, you know what? By somebody. It all comes back. It always does. Let's go to Chuck and Manor. What's up, Chuck? Hey, yo, Joe Gilio, what's up? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's hey, up, Chuck. Hey, listen, man, let me tell you something, right? I, I'm, I'm sick of it. This city, you know, I love my city, but they starting to really hurt me. I mean, we fall in love with the names on the back of the jersey instead of making the team better. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm just starting to really miss the days of Joe Banner and Larry Brown. Larry Brown traded Bill Ratliff from a tumble, you know, because he had a vision. He seen something go forward. You know what I mean? You know, Joe Banner made the tough decisions. You know, those years of the Patriots were great. They had to make tough decisions. Mm. We want to hold on to everybody forever. You know what I mean? A.J. Brown is not untouchable. If something came along for A.J. Brown to be out of here to make us better, that's what we should do. Let me ask you who the poor Kansas City Chiefs have at wide receiver right now and see where they're at right now in his second straight Super Bowl. You know what I mean? After letting Tyreek Hill go. 
It's about being proactive. We want to hold on to Embiid and hold on to Kelsey and, and, and Brandon Graham and, and Fletcher Cox. Oh, God, we can't let these guys go. But when the hell can we let them go? When you going to let them go? I mean, goodness, I'm, I'm sick of this. When are our GMs here in this city going to make the tough decisions, man? We have no you know, foresight. You know, no proactiveness. We just got to hold on to these guys because they're popular. Well, last time I checked, we got one ring as, 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 in the NFL. One. Chuck, you know I mean? I, I, Chuck I'm glad you brought the Patriots up. I mean, the, the, what I think about when you said all that, in, I think it was 2011, they traded Richard Seymour. He was part of three Super Bowl champions. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the great defensive yeah. linemen we've seen in the last two decades, and they traded him away because they thought it'd make the team better. It makes the team – yo, listen, it's about making tough decisions, man, and it's about making the team better. If A.J. Brown is traded off to make our defense better, what the hell is going to happen A.J. Brown here in our defense is like it was last year, switch teams. If he got a chance to get rid of him and we can, we can build a good defense and probably draft a wide receiver, I'm going to do that. It's the, I mean, we're fans of the Eagles, right? We're fans of the Sixers, right? The Flyers, the Phillies. I mean, I do love the names of the back of the jersey. These guys come and go. You know, it's about making a team better so we can try to win championships. Philadelphia don't have many championships. It's about parades. It ain't about dropping 70 points or winning MVPs. It's about parades. I want to be up there with Boston, L.A., yeah, it's about titles. It's players, not names. I, I, listen, Chuck, I, I agree with you on that premise. I, I think we fall too in love with the player, and we don't think about the team as much sometimes. I, I think we do that. 215-592-9494. Now, it's about, it's about what you get back, too. I'm not dumping AJ for nothing. He's a great player, and right now he does make this roster. What He's part of why it's a good roster. But if if they could get something great back, I yeah. ain't trading AJ, man. I know, I know. you think he's untouchable. No, I, 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 nobody's untouchable. But I'm not trading. What am I? Why am I trading him? And then to, to, to that, get better, to that, to to that retort for Chuck. Shout out to Chuck, dude. We went into this season last year with this old tired ass defense, tr- thinking we were going to the Super Bowl. Well, 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 well. As long as we're patting ourselves in the back, I sat here in October and I said this defense stinks, <laughs> and everyone was mad at me but, for it. But I did. But since we're gonna go the pat route. <laughs> I, I did say Just it was a defense was a luxury, yeah, but it's not, not a necessity. It isn't. You need a defense. We need a half-ass way decent defense. We need a half-ass well, decent defense. Well, well they didn't have that. But we didn't even have that. Before you pat yourself on the back too hard, I got to tear you down. Did you just say to get better, trade AJ Brown to get better? That's, yes, he there, did. He did say that. There, there's zero world where, where that's going to be the case. It's I'm not sorry. time to move on from AJ Brown. You move on from AJ Brown. You're getting worse. No, you're not. That's yes, not true. You are. It's not true. There's zero you, chance on, where you get back two first round picks and you hit on the draft picks and you have more money to spend on defense using cap room. You're oh, better. No, 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 we don't no, no, even no, know what's no. going on with the quarterback. I, I, gar- I will is, guarantee is you, whatever two players you draft in the first round will not even come close to equaling the impact AJ Brown will have on this offense. There is no question. I'll dig up the articles. Get real, sir. Do. Without Tyree Kill, they're going to win back to back Super Bowls. We, we stop comparing. AJ. Yeah, we don't got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I will Come use on, it. Man. I, no, I will. We I, I, well, then maybe we, Jalen needs AJ way more than Mahomes needed Tyree Kill. That, that's not what people that's said then. Debate. But that's not what people said then. They yeah, said, but it's not, but this isn't uh-oh. a debate. We know it. 215 We'll continue the AJ Brown discussion. Do you consider him untouchable? Plus, we still await the MRI's, MRI results for Joel Embiid. Latest on that next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is not live in Pennsylvania. As the official sport books of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We put Kyle up to uh, the music minute, today. Wh- why, what's the what's the purpose of this song? Touch, Touch my body. Touch, oh. untouchable. Touch. Oh, got you. It's all the Touch theme. I was thinking today. about something else. Yeah, well, I'm sure. looking at the three. Yeah, well, there's uh-huh. that too. I'm yeah, on Valentine. It's February now. It's We're getting Valentine. close now. Hughes ready for Valentine's Day. No, not girth. really. No. No. I uh, mm-hmm. I haven't because I used to work nights most night most Valentine's days I wasn't home in a while. Uh, people go out. Is that people still do that? Like they go I out. How you asking me, Joe? I ain't been out. I'm Valentine's just asking day. everybody. I don't know. They, they, they go out. To an insane degree. Like, I used to work in the restaurants, and Valentine's Day was by far busiest night of the year. You sound like you miss it. I don't at all. <laughs> I couldn't believe in my head, because I'm always a guy, like, if I if I know there's going to be a big, uh, it's going to be a lot of traffic, some area, or some day, then I'll avoid it. Like, instead of going on Valentine's Day itself, <laughs> I'll go that weekend. That's what we're going to do. Like, right. my wife and I will go out on a weekend, the, the one before or after, and avoid, yeah. like, that, what is it, Tuesday? Or and, I have no idea. But, I mean, there's traffic on those days for a reason, I guess, is because everybody else thinks that that's the appropriate day to go out. It could just never be me. I never understood why people would put themselves through that just to go out and say you did it on Valentine's As I, as I look at my phone and how dry it is, like, I'm going to be spending Valentine's <laughs> Day by myself. <laughs> Well, you can avoid it then. You, you don't have to worry about it. All right. oh, look, I, you, look, like I would be playing video games. We're going to be do we have all to work alone, that, Do we have dude. to work that Thursday? We, I'm looking at we do. I, I don't see any way we don't have to well, work I guess on I'm February have to just 14th. Go ahead, have to power through that uh, Wednesday. We'll, we'll get through it. 215 <laughs> <laughs> For Mike Quick joins the show coming up at 1130. We'll ask him about this A.J. Brown stuff. And, look, you know, regardless of, of what you think about a, a trade idea here or there or the idea of you know trading him for – Pat Sertain, which Jack brought up on the afternoon show a couple days ago, I think it's an interesting idea. Is he untouchable for you? The way I view it is, no, he's not untouchable. He's a great player. I'm not looking to trade him. But if the Eagles get a big-time offer for A.J. Brown. Yeah, you'd be foolish not to take a big-time oh, offer. And I'm talking about, like, two first-round draft picks. Yeah, he gone. Yeah, I'm not, I'd be shocked if they got that much. But no, but that's what I'm saying. That, if he got that much, yeah, he's out of here. Yeah, that that has to be It has to be a lot for me to trade A.J. Listen, well, hold on. I lost you now, too, Hugh. You're trading no, for two no, first-round like, picks? Like I said, I thought he's untouchable. I, I am not. I'm nobody's untouchable, but I'm not trading for him. But if you, if somebody calls you today and say we'll give you two first round draft picks, for no, Brown, I hang up the phone. See, Kyle, what are we talking about? The untouchable this range. This is ridiculous. I mean, uh, two draft picks. I'm saying, Dude, what? I'm not. They're well, not even players. See, They're just I'm, picks. I'm. I'm not trading him. Let me say that. But Sounds like you kind of two are. first round draft picks. You're plus the one I got. Me. You're waffling on I'm me. I'm not you. waffling. I'm just saying that's three first round draft picks. Yeah, so here, so I'll, what? I'll frame it my way. If if someone calls <laughs> with, if someone calls with one first round draft pick, no, I'm I'm, I'm interested. That. No, I'm what I'm saying. I'm Come on. Let me be clear because I see we're we're getting off into this old craziness here. If somebody calls, you got to pick up the phone and listen to the conversation. Is my idea to trade AJ Brown going into that? No, I'm not. But if you make me an offer that I can't refuse. Then you got to you got to so you it, know you got to do what you got to so do. So here's what we we figured this out. Kyle has him as untouchable. 
I have him as completely and totally touchable if it's a good offer, and and Hugh can be swayed by the conversation. No, I'm just saying. Let me. Here was your, nobody's going to give me. See this. Let me let me put it like you're this. setting the bar so no, high that no that one's nobody's going to. Yeah. Thank you. There we go. I got that. It. That works. That works. For the sake of this argument, I think you could find someone to give you two first. And ain't nobody give you. First, uh, I'll two tell you. First you know what team I'm thinking about? You know what? So I, the way I view this is, if anyone came in with an offer, it's probably a team that hasn't paid their quarterback yet. Young quarterback, right? That's how the Eagles. You mean like San Fran? Well, but they they pay a lot of players and they have receivers. You know the team yeah, I'm thinking about? Some. Young quarterback, familiarity with the offense and the coach. Indianapolis. They have Anthony Richardson coming back from injury. Shane yeah. Steichen there. Michael Pittman's their number one receiver. I don't view him as a true number one. That's a team I could see making a phone call and saying, and the, and the Eagles and Colts have done business before, right? The whole mm-hmm. Carson Wentz thing. I mean, they they offered a number one pickup for a bum. So, yeah, of course they would offer it for A.J. Brent. So that's in my head. 215-592-9494. All right, back to the phones just a second here. Your take on this. Is he untouchable for you, A.J. Brown, this offseason? All right. Woj this morning on Get Up. Here's what he had to say. Quote, there's concern about that left knee of Joel Embiid, and there's not clarity yet, and he's on his way back to Philadelphia. He'll get evaluated back there, but certainly not just the episode of Jonathan Kaminga falling on that knee, but this has been building through the season. It is clear Joel Embiid has been playing through pain. I think the question is whether he's playing through injury. I don't think they're going to shut him down. We'll we'll get more into the conversation on should they in a few minutes here. But there's the latest from Woj heading back to Philadelphia. There is concern about that left knee of Joel Embiid. Any information we get, we'll pass along. Will in the Northeast. What's up, Will? Will. Gentlemen, how y'all doing today? Hey, Will. All right. It's a great conversation going on, man. Let me just just give give you my analogy, right? Now, I know how you use your like females and relationships like you like you do, Hugh. But uh, I'm gonna say, take the Eagles, right? They're in school, right? And you got a teacher that don't teach, right? So how is the students gonna learn if the teacher don't teach? And then every Sunday, there's going to be a, a, a exam. How are they gonna pass the exam if they don't teach? That's just like every Sunday. If you're not practicing, if you're not listening to the coach, if you're not you know, getting along with your, your quarterback, how are you going to win, number one? Number two is, like, with the A.J. situation, I don't see anything that the man said out of his mouth because if he said, yeah, I want to be I want to be the uh, top receiver for the Eagles, I want to be the catcher and all that, and then he get traded, then what? You know what I'm saying? So the way he worded it, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's just that, like, sometimes we always, you know, take – things out of context, you know what I mean? But but um my thing the last thing I'm gonna say is is from Will Smith. Keep my Eagles team name out of your bleeping mouth. <laughs> All right, I get Will, you. we got you man and we appreciate it. Yeah, look I I think people do that with their favorite players. People get offended when their favorite players could be traded. I mean, I think it's just... Or when the ideal is presented that yeah. they could potentially be traded. Even though in pro sports, players move teams all the time. This yeah. happens all the time. It does, but I don't think in this situation it's warranted. Because I think that when you look at the narrative of why we're even talking about trading him, we're talking about trading him because our quarterback... And I'm going to be just as simple, simplistic as I possibly can. Our quarterback can't handle a little bit of adversity. And all he talked about last year before he got his bread, was adversity and how he handled it and how keeping the main thing the main thing. Well, if that's the case, and I'm putting it on Jalen, if the main thing is the main thing, then you need to figure out how to repair this relationship 
with A.J. Brown if it's fragmented. You need to figure that out because you are the leader of this team. Be more of a leader because you've, you talked me to death for like since I've been here since last year. That's all you talked about before you got your bread about being a leader and, 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 and working on the next thing and being a better this and the better that. Okay, now it's time. We know you can play quarterback. Now be a better leader. Be a better leader of man. Be more vocal. And what I mean by that, you don't have to go out on the sideline and be rah, rah, rah and all this other stuff. Just be a better leader. Be a better leader that explains to your, your players what, it, what is going to be needed to get to that next level. Because obviously somewhere along the line, there has been a disconnect in the leadership of this football team. I think we, agree, I think we all agree with that. Something, something went wrong this year. But is it worth I, I guess is it worth it? Yes. I think so. This is not a situation. But T.O. wasn't worth it. Yeah, this is not. This is different. No, no, that, but I'm just bringing, I'm bringing up receivers. T.O., the Patriots won without Randy Moss. This, like, is you di- this is different. Okay. But- because you're talking, about, you're talking about Tom Brady. Sure. The two, the two examples that you're giving are two guys that are going back and forth about who's the best quarterback mm-hmm. in the league. Jalen Hurts is a damn good quarterback, and I believe in Jalen Hurts. I don't know if I'm – I'm comfortable enough with what he's shown me in a short sampling side to say, okay, he could do it without right. AJ Brown. Let me give you a lesser example, uh, one that's not an elite quarterback. Everyone's like, oh, how could the Minnesota Vikings trade away Stephon Diggs? They're the same team without Stephon Diggs, right? They went and drafted Justin Jefferson. But Josh Allen's a better quarterback, though. Sure, no, I'm talking about the Vikings. The Vikings lost no, but I'm Stephon saying, Diggs. But no, but what I'm saying, when he, when he went to the, to the yeah. <laughs> Buffalo, he became, he became a better quarterback. Sure, but I'm talking about the Vikings. I not, got you. Not I hear Bills. what you're saying. Yeah. Right, so it's Kirk Cousins lost Stephon Diggs. Because Ste- Stephon Diggs and Kirk, maybe there's something going on there. They moved on. They drafted a better receiver. And they did it. He's but, better. And they kept – it was the same kind of team. They didn't fall off. But I, but I think that that situation is different because I think that there was a disconnect between those two guys. Right. And it wasn't worth it for but, the Vikings. But, and they moved on. But this situation – like, to your point, this is different. I think that there is a connection with these two. You, you, if, if you got me speculating, which you have me doing right now, I would say that the issue has been that the wrong person is the leader of this offense right now. And what I mean by that, Jalen's probably not saying enough. And AJ's saying too much I, because he's too emotional. I, I think I agree with you on that. So there is, a, there is a thought process to move the loud guy out. Less loud, less noise. Get him out, and it's more of a cohesive guy, though, that, unit. That, that loud guy caught. He had like six games though, with like over 130 yards receiving. I know. Though. And at the end of the day, they get, they didn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but they, I mean, he helped get you to the Super Bowl. Like, like he was a he was so, a monster. He was. He's he's a great player. Part of my premise here, and why I don't think he's untouchable, is I don't think the receiver position is ever untouchable. I think they are replaceable, and there are some special ones. But every year, like. At some point, isn't the math going to turn out that every year, if, if every year I tune into draft coverage, like, man, this is the best wide receiver class I've ever seen. It was almost the same thing last year. The, lead, the, the college football is putting 10 to 12 really good receivers in the league every year. So why am I paying and dealing with nonsense for any of them? I'll just get another one. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Tyrone and Milton. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah. Good morning, Tyrone. Yeah, um, I wanted to address the situation about uh, A.J. Brown, like mm-hmm. everyone else. Uh, what we have here, in my opinion, my humble opinion, is that we have one of the top five receivers in the game. And I haven't even looked at the stats. And when we're arguing about potentially getting rid of this guy, like he's trash. And if I was him and I would hear people speaking about me like that, I wouldn't want to talk to any reporters or anyone either. Yeah, but Tyrone, hold on, I just want to, and I'll let you finish. 
these guys are pro athletes. People get traded all the time. Just because you're good means people can't wonder if you'd be the team would be better without you. Like we got to stop being so sensitive here. Like oh my, well, okay. like as if it's talking about trading Michael Jordan. He's a good player, but this this isn't like you, you can't ever consider the idea of would it make the team better. He's just a receiver. There's plenty of them. I understand, but when you say just a receiver, we went years without having just a receiver that can consistently catch 100 balls a year. I know, and they won a Super Bowl without one. Go for 1,000 yards. Right, and but, they, but they won a Super Bowl without one. But we had a running game that was the best running game in the, game in the NFL and, and arguably one of the toughest defenses in the NFL. And, and, and we had a coach that was daring and basically was hitting on all cylinders, mm-hmm. which we don't have now because – Instead of thinking about trading A.J. Brown, this is what I think that they should do. I think they should get a, a big running back to be in tandem with the 1,000-yard back that we have. And Head. they should look for, try to get a middle – pardon me? Add. You're talking, about, you're talking exactly. about Swift, right? He no, gone. no, not replace him. Add to him. Okay. So we could have two running backs that could potentially gain a 1,000 yards to take the heat off of the quarterback that who's – you look at Joel Embiid. Yeah, but Tyrone, what is the point of having two receivers and the quarterback making this much money if we have 2,000-yard backs? It doesn't make any sense. Well, if you have backs that are not making top dollar, then you could easily – we have running backs where the top running back on the team is probably making the least – might be making the least amount of sure, money. Sure, yeah. And the, Eagle, the Eagles are one of those teams that likes to do that. Yeah, you're right. And – and another thing I like to address: Do you think that the organization potentially started this rumor getting rid of AJ Brown? No, nah, we know for a fact that that didn't. That no, no, because I, I don't okay. think it's so. So here's what I think: It's Tyrone's a good phone call. I don't think this is even really a rumor. It's more it's not a conversation. It's, it's a conversation. conversation. It was a hypothetical. I, I bet if you go and search, uh, if you just search Bryce Harper Juan Soto trade rumor, you will find articles about that. It was me. I did it. <laughs> I just I just brought up the idea of it. It was not a rumor the Phillies started, the Nationals started. At that point, obviously, Soto was the National. It wasn't a real thing. It was just a conversation. I thought it was interesting. Would you do that? And, and whatever. Most people at that point didn't want to do, and that's fine. It's just a conversation. Just like Jack's idea two days ago, would you trade AJ for Pat Sertain? That's interesting. That's star corner, star receiver, all that kind of stuff. It's all just a conversation. I don't think the Eagles start anything because I don't believe there actually is a rumor. Now, will there be one? I don't know. Like someone could call the Eagles tomorrow and say, "Hey, are you is he on the trade block?" And then how he has to respond his way. Are right, we? Do we have some NFL breaking news here? I believe we got some breaking news in the NFL. The final head coaching spot. Dan Quinn. You got it. Seriously, Dan Quinn. Are you serious? It is Dan Quinn. Our breaking news from WIP presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Hugh, yes, Dan Quinn is going to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. I wonder how that makes him feel. Well, good, I'm sure. Well, you he's know, you coach. were the first choice. He's lucky to get another job. No, I'm just saying. You were, like, listen, you like a consolation prize. Oh, their prize. first yeah, choice. Yeah, like you consolation yeah. prize. Like, you know, you just, uh, hey, I couldn't, nobody else wanted to go to prom with me, so I guess I'll go with you. But he's got to take it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to take the job. Yeah. Uh, here's what I will say to this. I think it's great for the Eagles. I Coach think is a pretty decent coach. Decent A little coach. sensitive. A little sensitive. Decent. But I, the, here's the way I look at it. I, I thought, and I said this a few weeks ago, I thought the commander was kind of a sleeping giant. I didn't want them to get Ben Johnson. They have like $60 million in cap space. They could get the number two pick. Well, they have the number two pick. Could be a quarterback. Likely will be. They struck me as a team that could make a quick turnaround if they hired a big-time coach. He's I, not a big-time coach. I don't think he's a big-time coach. Uh, he was a, I mean, without Shanahan, what did he do? 
I wonder. I wonder if they're going to draft a quarterback. They have like, to. That would be smart. That you would think that that was oh, that would be what they're yeah, going to do. Have to. But we've seen teams that been been in a situation before that don't draft quarterbacks. Well, I hope they don't. I mean, <laughs> roll with Sam Howell again. That's good for the Eagles. I think this is a win for the Eagles. I mean, that could have been Belichick. That could have been Ben Johnson. I think it was probably going to be Ben Johnson. I think it's a good day for the Eagles. The Commanders stay the Commanders. Bum, 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 bum. That's the worst chant ever. It just shows you a team that can't win. I mean, you you can't. If that's your, is that a what is that? Is that a slogan chant? They can't win like that. I mean, it's it's stolen. If we're <laughs> we are farmers, it's yeah, a loss cool. for Josh Harris. That was so sad bad. that somebody somebody went to that press conference the first day that they had that when they found out the name and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna kill him with this chant." This is it. <laughs> that sounds so right to me. You heard him, and he believe he wholeheartedly believed that. You and know I'm what like, the background oh. guys make me think of? The Padres guys. The the song. If that's what's in. Can you find that in the system? Yeah. We haven't heard that. Please in a while. don't play that. I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's his favorite. With the with the with the Caucasian dudes out there <laughs> singing. Oh yeah, man, don't do that. Don't do me like. That. I never saw a series end before the first pitch like this. As, as soon as this was recorded, the Phillies had moved on to the World Series. It was just a matter of a matter of time until they actually played the games out and they put wins and losses on the board. But when when this was played, it was it was over. I mean, the whole thing, the, the series was over the minute this, this hit the airwaves. Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what's it. <laughs> Padres on the loose. Slow down. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. Oh, my gosh. It's awful. You know what? Bryce going to lose. When I hear this. Manny going to cruise. That's what's in. When I hear in. this, I, 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 <laughs> I, I can't imagine them having children. That would allow their dads to go out there and embarrass themselves like that. Your kids got to say you. Sometimes your kids got to say you from yourself, man. They can't have kids. Yeah, you 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 took it even a step further. Had to be. I can't imagine spouses, kids, friends. <laughs> like, the what, whole are you, thing. what are you doing? Family. <laughs> you about to set us back? Like you about it's to set us back so for years. Uh, <laughs> I do find it funny. Also, they're referring to their team as the yellow and brown. Like, I mean, if you're the Steelers, you could say we're the black and gold. Sure. That sounds badass. The yellow and brown. I mean, yeah, you like know, you know what that sounds boo-boo. like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gross. Yeah, it's not good. Sound like somebody's underwear or something. It's, yellow it's, and brown. It's, it's gross. <laughs> it, it, that's, that, that's why that team has never won and will never win because of those guys. Back to the phone lines here. We have David in Westchester. What's up, David? Okay, I just want to start. You two need to stop talking about AJ Brown. All right. Why? <laughs> You're underestimating the power of WIP Radio. As soon as you bring up all these trade talk conversations, as you're talking about, it catches on, it goes national, and all of a sudden you're causing more discontent towards A.J. Brown, and it's because of the season he had, why he's so angry, and he has every right to be angry. You know, the way he started off and then the way he finished, you know, he, he has that right. And with you guys, with your conversation, you are just blowing it all out of proportion, and it just needs to stop, okay? So so, so what is WIP's job here? We're, we're supposed to what? What do you think we should do, well, Dave? You're, you're supposed to be more positive towards towards my team, all right? Um, you know, I, I don't get angry very often, Joe, but I heard that, and I, I, I'm in my car, and my head blew out the top of the car. So, well, yeah. what, so you're uh, riding around a convertible right but now? But what made you I, mad? I <laughs> Hold on. Oh, yeah. What made you upset? The idea of what? Trading a player away? Well, yeah, trading that player away because you know, like I said, we for so many years we never had receivers. Now we got two of the, you know we we've got the best receiver tandem in the NFL. And where did it get so, the Eagles, David? Hmm? And what did it get them? Like we, we, I, I know, and and so so we can go back to 
the collapse and you know this this is here i'm i'm a you know a broken record Sirianni, 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 and his coordinators. And, uh, you know, it wasn't A.J. Brown's fault. You know, it, it was the play calling. It was uh, the coaching, you know. I mean, A.J. Brown can still catch the ball. And, um, like I said, and, and you're using your platform now for so, – So, David, side. yeah. No, see, David, I, I, did, I, David, I love you, but I disagree. We have to stop this fault thing. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna here. You ready for a dumb analogy? You you guys like? Yeah, we, we like though. Wait a minute, my analogy is dumb now. All right, no, no. Oh, this is, as a show, as a show. It was, I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> yes, it was you. Yes, it I was. I wasn't calling you out. Okay, can I can I can I make can I try to make an analogy? <laughs> make the dumb analogy. Right, here's Joe, my, go here's for my, it. my this whole thing. It, of, it wasn't AJ Brown's fault. Leave him alone. Okay, let's say I have a really expensive car. Yes. Really expensive. I have to pay a lot of money per month for that car, and it sits in my garage. And my roof has a hole in it. And the electric bill isn't being paid. And I, say, I go home and say, you know, I think we really got to get rid of that car. And the response is, that's not that car's fault. That, that's not the reason for all these problems. No, ob- obviously the car is just a car. It didn't do anything. But if I could make my life better or the team better by reallocating how I spend money, yeah, it might be worth it to get it to dump the car. Man, that's that's a pretty good analogy. Thank you. But finally, we got one. It took us like a year. <laughs> I just like this whole idea of leave the player alone. It's not their fault. Isn't the whole objective to make the team better? Now, Kyle disagrees it would make the team better. I think a lot of people disagree with that, and that's fine. That's like a football debate. But the idea of WIP, don't you ever – Talk about trading away or moving on from a star player because star players are great. Well, I don't see many Super Bowl rings for A.J. Brown. Am I missing something? Well, he I mean, win. At that, at that position, to your point, you don't see too many great receivers that, like, you know what I'm saying, high draft picks guys. And highly paid guys. Yeah, that that make it make it to that point. Yeah. Or, or get to the Super Bowl. And, it, and look, it doesn't mean they can't. And I think that's a fair point, right? Like, it doesn't mean you can't win if you have – Highly paid receivers. You can win a lot of different ways. It's just, it's how to make the team best. 215-592, excuse me, 94-94. All right, we'll ask Mike Quick his thoughts on this A.J. Brown stuff next. His reaction to the comments, if he's untouchable, and more with Mike Quick next. And we'll get to the the conversation on Joel Embiid to the Sixers at some point. Just shut him down, even without knowing how bad this MRI is. 215-592-9494. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sick and tired of achy joints. Dread the idea of surgery. Yeah, me too. That's why I went to my friends at QC Kinetics. You know what? As you get older, those joints start to ache real, real bad. But you know what? I ain't got that problem no more because I went to my last appointment with QC Kinetics. Not my last appointment, but the one that made my knees feel better. And I tell you what, man, it's like night and day. I walked in. I had the procedure. I feel so much better. I think that I'm going to try to run in this broad street run. Somebody, as a matter of fact, this morning when I was working out, I was on the treadmill, you know, I was getting it in, and the lady asked me, she said, you look like you're getting ready for the broad street. And I said, you know what? That might be in my future. But this is not a Band-Aid that I'm talking about, people. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game. If you like to work out like I do, this could help you out tremendously. You know, your body already has what it needs to restore and repair itself, and QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. This is no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived, and as QC Kinetics, hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have <laughs> Yeah, Kyle saved his best for this one. This song is perfect. Welcome back. Midday show. 
It is, of course, you, Douglas, Joe, Julia. 215-592-9494. Lot to hit on. We'll get to the Embiid stuff and really more what the Sixers should do now, waiting for the MRI, but should they just shut Joel down for the uh, foreseeable future until he's fully healthy. We'll get to all that coming up. Uh, some Phillies jerseys, potentially their City Connect jerseys leaked. We got to discuss that because I'm not sure if that was the right call. We'll get to all that stuff coming up. Right now, though, let's go out to the guest line and talk to a guy who knows a thing or two about wide receivers here in Philadelphia. Mike Quick to join us on the AJ stuff and just the whole offseason. Big decisions to come I don't, I don't know. I don't for know. the birds. I, from what I've heard in the past, all due respect to my brother, Mike Quick, but I heard he's a little bit of a diva. Oh, well, I mean, receivers usually are divas. <laughs> What's up, Mike? <laughs> Hey, we're all divas. What can I tell you, <laughs> Mike? So, so what do you make? What's going hey, on, on, man? man. You this listen. Is my, listen, listen. You. What took you so long? I think this is the first time I've been on with you since you've been back in town. You know What's what, man? That, I don't. Man? I don't control like, anything, man. I don't control you, anything. I'm just trying to, Mike. Listen, I come yo. on every day, try to stay out of trouble. And, 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 you know, let Joe care. No, me Mike, you're right. This shows. is all Hughes' fault. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> yeah. called this right. I thought we were better than that. We I are. Thought, I love yeah. you. I love you to death, Mike. That's why we called you, because we're trying to figure <laughs> out what happened to this team at the end of the year in your guesstimation. Oh, well, there's so many things. You know, there's not one thing that you can say and that that is the reason why. Yeah. There, there's so many things. Um, I, I, so the first thing I would say is when you don't have – stellar quarterback play in this league you're not going to have success and you have to have great quarterback play and if you look at the playoff games it's generally determined by great quarterback play mm-hmm. um there's there are exceptions because i thought the eagles in last year's super bowl the quarterback was the best player on the field and they ended up losing that game but and, and all generalities are false as we know but in general when you have really good quarterback play you're going to win games Generally, you're right. I mean, that, and that's I, I agree. If you look at the postseason here, Mike, uh, you look at every game. It's generally been the guy that plays the best at quarterback throughout the four quarters yeah. wins that game. All right, Mike. Let, let's ask you the question that we've kind of been bantering about on the station the last couple of days. So, uh, afternoon show has had you know had an idea like, would you trade a guy like AJ for a great corner like a Pat Sertain? So that was discussed, and then you know that you know the kind of the game of telephone what rumors goes. And AJ Brown yesterday was on with Kay Adams, then on Sports Illustrated. And he was asked about, you know, people talking about you being traded. I just want you to hear what he had to say. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on his response at the idea of possible trade rumors. Here was A.J. Brown yesterday on Sports Illustrated. You have not heard anything. There's no actual rumblings about a trade. That's all. I want to just make that clear. I'm not going to communicate. I'm just I'm not really just worried about any of that. right? Okay. So if it is, if it ain't, I don't know. Oh my gosh, that wasn't like answer I was looking for. I thought you were going to say I absolutely know. not. I, I, I think you just got to be prepared. It's a bit, a little bit, you know. So, and I'm just trying to, I'm just handle it the best way I can. So that was one, Mike. Here's the second one. He was on with Sports Illustrated later in the same day. Uh, asked a similar question. Here's how he answered, like what he's thinking in his mind. AJ, your name is out there a lot with people talking about, you know, what might be going on behind the scenes, what the organization's plans may be. What do you make of all that? Is that just noise in your mind? You know, I've been through this before. I'm a, I'm a bear at this point, you know. So if something happens, my phone will ring, and I'll be waiting if not, then I'll throw my time. But you're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season. I'm prepared to uh, focus on my family at home and, and get better in the offseason and just 
see see where this thing go. You know, it's chatter though. Mike, what do you make of the way AJ responded there? I mean, there's a lot of ways he could have taken it, and that he chose to go that way. What did you make of his response to those kind of questions? So I think that we want guys who fall all over. I want to be an eagle, and I want to be in Philadelphia the rest of my life, and all of these things. And that's just not the reality in today's game. In today's game, there's movement on teams every year, and some of the best players are going to move, and that's just the way it is. I don't once free agency became a part of the NFL, you have to expect that there's movement. And I I didn't have a problem with the way he answered it. It's a business. And if they make that business decision to to trade or move on, then you have to be ready for that. But the fact that he said he's going to uh, make sure that he gets his, himself ready, he's going to focus on you know his family, and that's that's as much as you can do. Mike, it is. I mean, I, I didn't expect more than from him, but it, it was noteworthy that he kind of took that road. All right, Mike, let me ask you this question because we've been – Hugh and I have had this discussion today. S- moving forward here soon, Devontae Smith has earned a contract and he's at that point of his career where he'll get one. A.J. Brown has a yep. very big contract. Do you think it's going to be a challenge for the Eagles to keep all their high-priced offensive players? And Landon Dickerson as well, I'm sure, will earn a big contract for a guard – they're not spending as much on defense. They're probably going to spend more on offense. Do you think that's going to be a challenge for Howie here? Yeah, I do. I think that's why you have to take advantage of the windows when you're in those windows and you have an opportunity to get to the postseason and get to the Super Bowl because the window closes very quickly. And many times it has to do with the the money, the allocation of money, and where you put your resources. And, man, I, I don't want to see the – the day when Dallas Goddard and A.J. and Devontae are not the weapons for the Eagles. I just think that to have those three guys, you have a chance. And if you can capitalize on those three guys and spreading the ball around to those three guys, that's a hard thing to match up with for defenses. If you utilize those guys in the right way, obviously they weren't utilized the right way this past season. Um and that, that's part of why we are where we are and, and having these conversations. But I, I don't know if there's a better trio of pass catchers in the National Football League than that trio. You know, Mike, this is the question I have for you because we've been talking about, you know, allocating resources to make this team better. And what I'm basically talking about is players. So if you were, you were allocating resources to make this team better, what, what would you get for the defensive side of the ball and why? So I, I believe that you have to – Start with linebacker. I, I like the young cornerbacks and uh, the potential that they have going forward. I think, but you have to go to linebacker and you have to go to the safety position. That that's to me, it, it's such a passing league, and that area of the defense is so important. And if you if you're not able to shore up that, you're going to always have problems. Mike, defensively, they got a lot of work to do. Vic Fangio's in here. Now, offensively, we know it's going to be Kellen Moore. Mike, what's your perception of Moore? You got to see a lot of Eagles-Cowboys games during his four years there as their coordinator. They had some good years, some not as good years, but you know he's a young guy that's been calling plays for a while now. What do you think of Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator? I like Kellen Moore a lot. I think what he was able to do in Dallas um, sets him up for opportunities, and I think he'll always be a guy that's Highly touted. I think he did a like four, probably three of the four years he was had one of the top offenses in the league mm-hmm. when he was in Dallas. You know he couldn't account for his quarterback getting hurt, but he has 
the ability to run a pro-style offense, uh, which is not necessarily what the Eagles are running. It, when the RPO game and the things that they do is more of a college-based type of offense, um, although there are some professional aspects to it. But I think having a Kellen Moore, he's able to marry the two where you can use the the good of this offense and what they've been doing over the past few years in Nick Sirianni's offense with this pro-style attack that Kellen Moore brings to the table. And I think that that is going to work out really well. I like the fact that you've got an experienced guy who's called plays in the league for a long time. He understands the pro style of the game. Um, you know, we talk so much about the, the sight adjustment or the lack thereof with this Eagles offense. Well, Kellen Moore understands how to attack where the voids are in the defense when they're blitzing multiple people. And that was not a part of this offense. This offense was more based on getting the ball to the slot receiver on those quick screens and a couple of things like that. Whereas in a pro-style offense, wherever the pressure is coming from, you're going to attack those areas. Mike, let's end with this, and we appreciate your time. Super Bowl coming up next Sunday. What's your first yep. thought on the game here? San Francisco, slight favorite over the Chiefs and Andy and Mahomes, who uh, just uh, they just seem unstoppable at this point in the postseason. Yeah, they do seem unstoppable, but I don't want to see them win again. Good grief. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, li- I really like the matchup. I was hoping to see an upset last weekend, but didn't happen. Um, I like the matchup because I do believe that they're – the best two teams, and I would like to see San Francisco win this game, but I know how Andy is. I know how Mahomes is, and this is their time of year. Andy always has something that, out of all the plays that you've seen throughout the season, he's always got another wrinkle. He's always got another layer that you haven't seen yet that he'll lay, up, that he'll lay on to what he's already done that's going to throw you off balance and he's going to get somebody wide open for a touchdown because he's just that way. He's really good at planning, at putting together the strategy to attack defenses. And there's going to be something that we're going to see in the Super Bowl game that they're going to do that we haven't seen. And that to me is probably going to be the difference in the game. That in the way that Mahomes runs around out of structure and makes plays with his legs. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he is. The combination of big plays, uh, off-platform throws, and no mistakes. He, he's the best. Mike, we always appreciate your time. Have a great day, and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Thank you, Mike. All right, guys. Have a good one. There he goes. Mike Quick with his thoughts on all this. So, Mike, obviously – uh, doesn't think that AJ, you know, he's not on the train of moving AJ or anything like that. But he he did acknowledge that at some point they're going to have to they're going to figure out how they spend money on one side of the ball versus the other. It, it's like you could see this coming. They're going to have to make tough decisions yeah. on offense. Stall them out. I would I would have to stall out the Slim Reaper for a little while, like at least one year. And I know it all depends on what him and his agent are trying to do as far as his contract is concerned. But I think that's the route you try to go. You try to you try to make a run this year. You try to keep this team together. You try to build on the defensive side of the ball, and you try to make a run this year. If I'm Devontae Smith, I'm not stepping foot in any minicamp or anything like no, that I, until I, I get a contract. I hear, I hear you. Not going anywhere near it. I hear you. I hear you, man. But uh, I'm, I, I, I would try. Uh, yeah, I mean, they I mean, could you try. Know, you got to give it the old college try. I mean, but I, I hear you. That, that's going to be the thing. Howie has been pretty good at when he says he's going to do something, he gets it done. So you you would probably have the, the Slim Reaper come in on good faith on this one. It yeah. just all depends. 
I and I get that, but if I'm a, if I'm Devonte and you say I'll take care of you after the season and I tear my ACL, you're not taking care of me. Yeah, I, well, if you if you have that that deal in principle, you you kind of have to. You kind of. But unless it's signed, they don't have to. Well, I mean, but it it, it would be. But what if it I'm would the, be a bad look. It would be. It would be a bad look. But I, but I don't trust Eagles these don't. teams. I, I if, out of all the teams that I trust to to be honorable in this situation. I would trust the Eagles, and you know what? They may be, uh, and honorable is a great word, but they wouldn't be smart. I mean, if if no, I wouldn't like, you're not gonna get market value. Like, don't get me, don't get it twisted. Yeah. You're not gonna get what you're worth if you get hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's, you, just, you, it's a reality. Become, yeah, two, that's the that's what you have to weigh. Two one five five nine two nine four nine. We're back to the phones here, and then we'll let you hear what's uh, what's being said about what the Sixers should do with Joel Embiid because we're waiting on that MRI, but. There's some thought that maybe they should just shut him down. And for a long time. Let's talk to Sean in Philadelphia about A.J. Brown. What's up, Sean? Hey, man. How's it going? What's up, hey, Sean? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, great, great, great conversation, guys. Y- y'all know how to get the city going. That's for, that's for sure. Well, Sean, we appreciate you listening, man. We appreciate your opinion. What are you thinking today? I'm, I'm thinking, like, I don't know who's thinking that A.J. Brown is tradable. That's absurd. Like, God has blessed us with one of the best receivers in this day and time. And just because we got a little hiccup here, oh, well, let's talk about trade. Trade? Are they crazy? What, what is that? What Alan Iverson going to say? Practice? <laughs> trade? Really? I like that. That's Come that's on. the new practice. Trade? Trade him? Really? I like that. Seriously? I, how about we just didn't use the brother right? That's, let's just say that, get that out, and then – Hopefully, Mr. Moore come in here and say, okay, this is what we need to do. For example, why couldn't we have DeAndre Swift on one side check down and have have uh, Smitty on the other side check down if necessary? Nobody has proven they could stop A.J. Brown. Correct? I'm with you. Yeah, well, since he got they, into an they, Eagles they, uniform. Well, they, 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 they slowed him down when, uh, you know, towards the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, but to be fair, years. in his two years here, we're talking about 194 catches for nearly 3,000 yards. He's been amazing. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this is – we're wasting our energy trying to figure out a trade. We need to be figuring out how to leverage. Got it. Dallas got it wants the ball. He can't be tackled in the middle of the field. Why they want – Asking Jalen to throw the ball across the field. I, I don't get it. I know they don't care about what our opinion is when the man flew solo, sick, got there, and the first two plays were called run plays by a quarterback who was supposed to be not feeling well. Yeah, oh, that's his favorite. That's his yeah, favorite that's one. My favorite thing that they right? did. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. How we were supposed to be on the field. Getting up in somebody grill. Like, really, guys, come on. Nick should have done that. When the play was called, I don't care if he would have burned the timeout. He should have, Mr. Robinson, you got a problem? You know, something's wrong. These guys are they're out of control. Somebody needs to come in here with some big cologne and fix this problem. Well, hopefully it's Kellen Moore on the offense. Sean, we appreciate the phone call and, and a good take there with the, uh, you know, they got to get everything in order with all the offensive players. All right, before we go back to the phones here, let's hit this Embiid stuff. So Adrian Wojnarowski said there's some concern there. We're still waiting on the MRI. But two different takes yesterday or that we heard recently, one yesterday, one I think a couple days before. Uh, or maybe it was, was Spike yesterday as well? Because we had Spike here. All right, so we have two. I want to play these two things here, Hugh. It's two takes on Joel Embiid and, and maybe the best way for, physically for him, for his health here, 
First, let's hear from Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN, here's his take on what the Sixers should do with Joel. If I'm the 76ers, I'll shut Joel and B down for this season. Okay. Seriously. And, and, but, but hear me out. You mean the rest of the regular Re- season? Yeah, the, the rest of the year. Really? Because <laughs> for the simple fact... This is gonna like this is gonna continue to get worse. Like he's not gonna come back and be like pain free, right? We saw last year what happened in the postseason. For example, James Harden had to have that explosive. I believe what it was a game one in Boston. No Joel and B. Like you want him to have have an opportunity to heal up. And then you go into next season, you re-sign Tyrese Maxey, you search the market because you got so much cap space, and now you get a healthier Joel Embiid for the long haul. How about Perk thinking really big picture here? Yeah, I I, kind of, I like Perk. I like him season. a lot, but I don't know about setting him down for the whole season. I need him for the playoffs. And you know what the irony is? Like going into that game the other night before he got hurt, you know, that was the whole talk. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy and the, and the other guy was on the news, well, on the on the game when they were doing the game and they were talking about how Joel Embiid was trying to position himself so that he would be more ready for the playoffs because he's been off injured in the playoffs. Yep. And it's unfortunate that he got injured and we still don't know what the MRI situation is. But shut him down for the whole year, no. We got a little bit of time to get ready for the playoffs. I, I would shut him down. It's safe to say he's going to go well beyond that 17-game threshold to uh, be even yeah. in, the, in the conversation for the MVP. Thing. Yeah, that's so over. he's going to go past that. So get him healthy, healthy, and just get ready to make a playoff run. Make a move in the next couple of weeks as far as getting a free agent or, or, or making a trade, I should say, and then make a, make a run. Make a run with a healthy Joe and be like that. So here's another idea. Now this is more of probably for the future and, and how they manage Joe and Embiid. Here was Spike. Was this on what afternoon? Yeah, so yes. I, I guess this isn't Spike proposing this per se, but he's saying that this is almost best case scenario. All right, let's hear if it. you just follow the thread of Joel Embiid's mm-hmm. history, so. whatever it is, is some sort of chronic thing yep. that that's always going to be there. And maybe, maybe if he sat for you know, people talk about miss this game or that game. Maybe if he sat for six months, whatever <laughs> it was, would would heal up. But right. I. Sometimes I think the only way that it would work is if for some – I don't wish an injury upon anybody. But if for some reason he was injured and missed the first 45 games of his right. season. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, he, and yeah. he came in, and for some reason he was peaking in the spring. Maybe – but that's the sort of, sort of chance that we're going to need for it to happen. It does feel like – and I haven't uh... – charted this doesn't it feel like he plays his best basketball in december and january every year and then the body just kind of gives out as we get closer and closer to i see your point february march yeah you've been there longer but i i see your point it's almost like a pitcher in baseball where they have an innings cap right mm-hmm. they're only going to put pitching for a certain amount of innings clayton kershaw they do this with the dodgers they've done it for years where they just give him breaks in the middle of the season hopefully he's ready for the playoffs i'm at the point now where i would shut him down until he's fully healthy i mean fully healthy and if that means, you know, I mean, I guess it'd be hard to not let him play in the playoffs because it's the playoffs. But it doesn't this whole thing feel like we just do this every year? Like, what's the best way to do this? I, they haven't figured it out. It's been a decade. It's been a decade of trying to figure out how to keep this guy healthy for a and full you thought, season. You thought that going into this one that it, it was the case. Like, you know, you resting in these games because he was at a 12-game threshold before, the, I, I believe, before the 70-point game. Yeah, he had missed 12 already, five to go. Yeah, so he he was somewhere around there. So it looks like, he's like I said, he's going to miss that. But he had – this was something that – it went from bad to worse like overnight Mm -hmm. with Joel Embiid. So there's definitely something there. But to sit him down the whole season, no, 
I get him ready for play. I would let him get as healthy as he possibly can, but he would be there for a playoff run. See, the problem is, Hugh, when he doesn't play for two weeks, he comes he back. He comes back a little floofly. He's fluffy and out floofly. of breath. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, we got we to gotta do a great job of, of keeping him engaged and keeping him in shape. It doesn't work. I mean, they've tried it. He, every time – what, what do you think that threshold is, Kyle? Two weeks? When he misses two weeks, it usually takes him, what, two more weeks to get in basketball? Like his shape, his kind of shape. Yeah, I guess you, he's, yeah, I'd say two weeks for Joel Embiid. It depends on how he's taking care of himself, I guess. You I know, know. It doesn't always feel like it takes him a while. It like, does. Joel Embiid takes a long time to ramp up. Yeah, I know. It's just, I mean, look, he, he, that's part of it is his size. He's just a huge gigantic human being that it takes big a while. Man, big man. He is. I, I don't know what the right answer is, but the <laughs> fact that Perk's got that take is a, is a big one. Well, it is simple math on and Spike's take to like or almost Jacob DeGrom him. Yeah, he's only for got... For the first half of the season. It's almost like a pitcher that's got 100 innings in him. The Dodgers do with Kershaw now. You got 100? Yeah. We'll just start in July. We'll just start here. I don't think that dog will hunt, though, in Philly, though. You know what? I'd be in favor of this next year. Well, first of all, Adam Silver would almost be forced to step in on the uh, load management uh, he thing. He can just see enough of him. Mind your own business, Adam. That's what you're telling me. Well, but, I mean, well, Adam, it wouldn't he's be gonna, the first time. Yeah, so. well, he doesn't listen. I mean, if Joel's going to play 50 games a year no matter what, let's just play it as the last 50. 215-592-9494. Few things to react to. Joel and B, would you just shut him down to the playoffs? And is A.J. Brown untouchable? A lot of trade talk about AJ last few days on the radio station. For you, is he untouchable? Like, is there any package you would take back and say, oh, yeah, I would trade AJ Brown? Or no, it's a complete untouchable. All your phone calls coming up 215 592 9494. It's the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports week. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super. Bets. You know what bet I like? I like betting the first and second scores for the touchdowns, like the first touchdown score for each team. Give me Pacheco and McCaffrey. FanDuel is so many ways. If you end the season with a win or two or three, not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. You get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. You have not heard anything. There's no actual rumblings about a trade. That's all. I want to just make that clear. I'm not I ain't going to communicate. I, I'm just, I'm not really like, just worried about any of that right okay. now. So, so okay. So if it is, if it ain't, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That wasn't like an answer I was looking for. I thought you were going to say I absolutely know. not. I, I, I think you just got to be prepared. It's a bit, a little bit, you know. So, and I'm just trying to I'm just handle it the best way I can. It's a business. That's what A.J. Brown says <laughs> when asked for potential trade rooms. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillian. A lot to talk about here. It's impromptu hell. How about Ow. this? Well, get, that, that's not right. There? Nobody wants to hear me after Kay Adams. <laughs> well, no one wants to see you after. <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that, but no, hearing you, I never want to hear Al. Al, what's up? <laughs> what's happening, guys? Chaos again in here? Like, uh, yes, always that's chaos. WIP. All right, so Al, got to ask you what you make of all this. So, 
couple days ago, Jack had the idea, like, would you trade AJ for Pat Sertain, a great corner from Denver? It was ah, a discussion. Yeah. And then it kind of got twisted on the internet to become an actual rumor. Kay Adams asked AJ about it. That was his response. I want you to also hear this one. So he was on Sports Illustrated, one of their digital shows, asked a similar question. Listen to how he responded here about the idea of maybe getting traded. AJ, your name is out there a lot with people talking about, you know, what might be going on behind the scenes, what the organization's plans may be. What do you make of all that? Is that just noise in your mind? You know, I've been through this before. I'm a, I'm a bear at this point, you know. So if something happens, my phone will ring and I'll be waiting and not, then I'll enjoy my time. But you're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season. I'm prepared to... Uh, focus on my family at home and, and get better in the offseason and just see see where this thing go, you know. It's chatter, though. Al, what do you make of how AJ responded to both of those? Well, I mean, he didn't put his foot down on it. Uh, and that's basically what it, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the guy, so I don't know if he's just trying to be, what's the word, chill about, mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, trying not to be chill. Yeah, yeah. No, not, but, but, I mean, don't forget what he's gone through before. It's, you know, he's a pretty damn good player that got moved. So... <laughs> Who's to say it's not you know it wouldn't happen again? I I never discount anything, um, especially with the Eagles who can you know they can really do things that seem like out of the box. But he didn't. Um, it, it, a lot of people just that's all a lot of fans want to hear ever is I love it in Philadelphia. I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. That's it. That, that's all they want to hear. Confirmation. Yeah. Though, even if it's even if it's not. Even if it, but it's just Hugh. It's like I just love it there. I love my team. You know, and he didn't. If they asked him, he might have said it otherwise. But he didn't come out of the box like that. So, you know, it's um, uh, it, it's interesting. Let's put it that way. I don't. I don't think it's uh, dumb to think that 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 something could happen because it has before. It ha- the Eagles are always. You're right. The Eagles will come out of left field and change the team like that. Al, where do you come down on the idea of him being untouchable? Because that's what we're discussing today. And. Here's what I keep coming back to. They have a lot of money invested in the quarterback. They pay their offensive line a good amount of money, and they got Dickerson they'll have to pay soon. Devontae's up for a contract. He could get paid this offseason. I wonder at some point, and maybe it's AJ, maybe it's someone else, if they're going to have to subtract from the offense so they could actually put money on the defense. Like the Chiefs? Like the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, similar. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think at some point they're going to have to reallocate where the money is? I don't think it's right. I, I don't think it's right. Now, look, I don't know the cap hit um, – results of what they do mm-hmm. i would think it would be really hurtful right now if they did that for aj yeah it would for this year it would be yeah. i mean i gotta think i mean i don't know the ins and outs of it but i would think it would be a pretty big hit what do you call it, dead dead money be, yeah i mean yeah. that it would be pretty big for this particular season yeah. Would, yeah i would think that would have to that, that's why i would think that you know would be unless you depending on what you're going to get back whatever but look it's the nfl it survives on on um people talking about you whether it's taylor swift or aj mm-hmm. it, and and it's all good for the league and and as a wide receiver i don't even think you mind that you're in that that you're in those the, your name's out there again you're still it's still like you're the, still hot you're relevant you're still hot. the super bowl is going to be played and he's getting headlines it's pretty good it's pretty good you gotta I mean, you gotta be good they don't boo nobody's you gotta be good to get talked yeah, about yeah yeah so i mean i you know and, and that that and plus that people really would want you I mean, you know, like this starts here, right? Okay, there's a little little 
little spark here. And then it's like, well, what teams need receivers with good? Oh, my God. What yeah, a fit. And by next Wednesday, it's like, oh, my God, there's like seven teams interested yeah. here. So, I mean, I, I don't think it would happen. It would be, be a shock to me. But who the hell would, with this team, with, who would rule out anything? I never do. <laughs> Al, what did you make of what they did here? So Sirianni stays, and yeah. then they put Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio around him. You like the new setup? Um, I like the younger guy more, um, but I mean, um, I, I guess that would be all right. I, I don't, I don't understand why they dragged their feet on the head coach that long. If uh, you know they they were going to keep him nine I mean, days I, is yeah, a long I time. Thought, I mean, I know you want to buy a yacht, but geez, <laughs> you, you, Yacht. You know, not a yacht, yacht. <laughs> I mean, you know, I and I, I think he's getting. I don't know if he's like all of a sudden there's this storyline that you know all he is is a CEO or whatever. But I think there's more than a few coaches that that's their role, isn't it? I mean, aren't there more than well, a- Campbell, Harbaugh, uh, the, I mean, John it, it Harbaugh. Is, yeah. I, I think that the biggest the biggest gripe with Coach Sirianni Al has been how did he lose a locker room? If he yeah. he's the culture setter because he he basically said that in the press conference. Yeah, and and plus you know his strength was his receivers, right? Yeah. Well, now I'm talking about AJ Brown. I and mean, if, if, you, if you're supposed to control the culture, you would think that'd be the one position that there'd be no problems, right. no issues, or anything with. So I mean, but I I, I mean I, I I I feel like going into this season, and it's really weird. In the NFC East, we'll have the two of the biggest stories in the league on coaches that. Why are they there? Hot seat. Yeah, it's, from day one. From day one, the two, the you know, that those would be. That's a storyline. I I never am comfortable with that. No matter what the sport, going in and thinking, oh my god, and this poor guy, even let God, even if they go ten and one, he won't. You won't. He, this still be a hot seat. It's a great point. Like we went until the end of the season, we won't what? feel totally like no, he's the coach. No, it's like oh my god, and then the other guys start getting credit anyway. It's like and you know it's oh, like yeah, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, if the offense is better, happen. Kellen Moore gets all the credit. Yeah, that's that's, that's going to happen. happen. So I mean, but it, like, I mean, it's uh, it, it keeps them. I mean, they're more than relevant in in the whole league, not just here. I mean, they 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 remain one of the one of the real crown jewels just from stuff like this. Believe it or not, yeah. They're, I mean, they're always a national story. All right, Al, let, so the coaching uh, thing is over. The carousel is over. Everyone has filled a spot. Dan Quinn got the commander's job this morning. Huh? Al, are you surprised, shocked? What's your reaction to Belichick getting shut out? The only place I thought he could go was Dallas. That's the only place mm-hmm. I thought he could go. I, I mean, and I you know, follow the team closely. It's like a, after what happened with Brady, with him gone, it's like, you know, why do you need this? I mean, you know, I, I and the, so you're not surprised. He didn't no, get a job. I'm not surprised that I, I was a little bit surprised that Dallas wasn't wasn't the place to go. But other than that, I didn't think he was going to go anywhere. I mean, let's imagine that he'd been hired here. I, I would have been like, "What are you doing? What What, what are you doing?" It's like you know, he's 72 years old. We've seen what happens when the quarterback left. Um, I, I would, I, I mean, I, and I'm not saying he's a Hall of Fame coach, obviously, you know, good work ethic on his teams, whatever, but I, you know, I think it, I think you're hiring at that point somebody else's hero. That uh, doesn't work for me. Why do you think he, he was, he only interviewed for a few jobs. Why do you think he didn't get hired overall? I just don't, I mean, I think when you look at it, it's a tough hire, Hugh. Don't, don't you think? I mean, especially if you, that's why if you're a front office that runs things sort of mm-hmm. like how how do you tell a guy like that to to kind of step back on things and how does he think why should he step back like he, in his mind he's, he's look what he's, he's done yeah, oh, he's, plus he i mean as soon record. as he walks in the building every dynamic has changed everyone has changed uh, from your coordinators to to everything to mm-hmm. your fans to it changes it changes your whole organization i don't i don't know how many organizations want that 
I, I wouldn't. I, and then if he was even 62, 60, I would have. And this is coming from somebody that's a million. Like, you just don't go there. <laughs> Let me throw this at you, Al. I, I never thought this subject would come. Like if, you, if, I, if you said to me five years ago, Joe, you're going to ask this question one day to Al, I, you, uh-huh. I would say, no, I would never ask it. But I have to now. Let's say Bill doesn't get a job again. This is it. Right. Right? In five or six years, who is the greatest coach of all time? And let's go on the premise you think it is Bill today. Mm-hmm. Bill or Andy Reid? Well, is he going to win another Super Bowl? Well, he has Mahomes. So yeah, if he, he, well, that, he's going to be in one in two you, weeks. You know, that's funny because a couple of years ago, I, I suggested that Andy and, uh, was going to make a run for Belichick because of that quarterback combination. It's happening. I think... I think it would probably be Andy because of the success he had elsewhere without one quarterback. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at it, I mean, quarterbacks are, the league is so dependent on quarterbacks. It makes what Super Washington dependent. did years ago so much more impressive. The guy, it was a, uh, the race car guy, Gibbs. Oh, with three quarterbacks. Yeah. Rippin yeah, and uh, yeah. Doug Williams. I mean, you look at those yeah. guys. I mean, how much more, you know, how, but I, I would think Andy. And, you know, and, and I think it would, I don't think Mahomes will take Brady's place. We'll see how he does it. But I would think Andy, because of the two organizations that he's with, um, the change that they've had, the, uh, the, the, um, the different kind of offenses that he's had, the, uh, to be able to keep up with the game as it kept going along, I, I, I think Andy has a, has a real chance to, be, to get that number one spot. It's remarkable it what is. Andy's done since. Do, do you think he could have done this here if he stayed? Uh, if he if he reinvented himself, evolved because you know, he has the bad year, they fire him, and obviously goes to Kansas City. It's it's a great what if in my mind. What if he stayed? Could he have accomplished this? I mean, well, I mean, uh, he could have he could have drafted Mahomes here. That could have. Yeah, I, I, if he had with Mahomes, it would have certainly worked. I mean, you can't separate the two, I guess. But uh, I think he would have been success. Nah, you know what? There comes a point where it does wear on you the outside stuff, and this is as much as people want to dismiss it this is a different place just look at this we're talking we're talking about aj brown here like this does grind on you whether you think you can live inside that fishbowl or not it it does grind on well, you You ever look at the coaches here after a couple years it's like a president they age like presidents yeah, Nick Sirianni don't look the same he look like he about my age <laughs> well, <laughs> well three years no. here he probably yeah, feels yeah. like he's no, your it, age. it does it, it does grind on you whether you think you can block out all the noise and no because you're because it's not just you it's your family look at andy with everything that went on yeah you're dealing with things like that like you know your, your kids your family it, it it's really it really is a grind i don't know what sirianni is is like you know his personal life or whatever but i gotta think young family coming in all the issues going on everybody knows who you are that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a huge addition to the already burden you have as a coach. I'm sure it is. Al Morgani joining us a little impromptu. Al in studio today. Al, what's your thought on Joel? It's unfortunate, hurt again. I mean, should we were discussing should they just now shut him down for a while to get this thing as close to right as possible because it just feels I, like I, Groundhog Day. Yeah, I don't. What good is it going to be? I mean, do you, let's say they shut him down. Do you feel any more confident when he comes back? He's not going to get hurt. I don't. I I think. Joel Embiid is, is like, he, I I never seen an athlete like this where seventy points you feel like you get the best player on the planet maybe you do then a week later he's never healthy then then he'll have a great game and it's like well now what did he do and it's like a saw like going bad those things on us the teeth on a saw mm-hmm. going back and forth but Joe you signed up for this 
you you signed up when you when you took a player in a draft that was had those issues physically. Mm-hmm. This is why he dropped anyway. Didn't play. Then came in. Didn't play. There's. I mean, you you. The, this is what you get. This is what what is unexpected from Joel Embiid. I mean, he's never going to be um, low maintenance. No, in terms no. of injury, and, nope. and like I like, well, how come he played this game and didn't play that? I don't know. I know that athletes generally know their body, and as elite athletes, you have to let them go. They have to treat them like racehorses. You just have to. And I, I can't. I don't blame the Sixers. I, I just think that's what you have. It, it, it and and you, you, you're not going to change it. It's like okay, enjoy the look with Joel Embiid. Enjoy the high moments. Just enjoy the high moments and know that when you go in the playoffs, you're going to be fearful of what's going to happen every single second. Got your second. fingers crossed, hoping every, that he might not get every, hurt. I mean, I'm trying to think of other athletes you've gone through like this. I mean, there are guys that get hurt a lot, a lot. pitchers especially. The kid in Washington that had Strasburg, the, the, yeah. The pitchers. That's what you got. And he gave them one special October. Yeah. yeah and then it was and, over. Basically. And that's what you're hoping. Yeah. For me, for me, if I get one out of Embiid, I'm like, okay, we, You'll we, take it. we, we, we got it. And let's, 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 let's make sure that we try to get another one. But that's, that's what that's all I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right, Al, before we let you go, South Philly sauce, new, uh, new episode yeah, coming out. I just out. interviewed uh, Joe Watson, 50 years. You know, pl- he just played in the alumni game. He's 80 years old. He's played hockey for seven decades. And he literally played at wow. 80. And for the first time in his life in that game, he wore a helmet. That's incredible. <laughs> Better late than never, I suppose. It is. It is. That's so, crazy. It's a pretty interesting stories from him from Smithers to Boston to Philadelphia. All right, we'll check it out. South All right, Philly boys. Sauce. Al, appreciate it. Have a good one, Al. Always, always enjoy a little impromptu Al Morganti. So just something Al said there about the Watson brothers. Mm-hmm. My uh, my father, so the Watson brothers, I believe, used to live in, in Delco, Drexel Hill. Okay. When they played for the Flyers, and my dad, big Flyers fan, growing up, went to go get their autograph. Rode his bike down to uh, go. So when he was a kid, yes, yeah. kid, rode his bike down to the Watson brothers to get their autograph. Did not make it. Got hit by a car on the way there. Oh wow! Oh, my, wow! Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, uh, it's good. You're talking about him. It's yes, a, yeah, it's a nice story. Of course, now. Yes. Yeah. Years later, I guess it, uh, I got it around to Glenn Mack. Now who's close with the Watson brothers, and they sent my dad a autog- signed autograph. Oh, how about so, that? Yeah. Right at the wrong of, of many years ago. It's like the helmet thing. It's better late than never. Eventually, exactly you got that right. autograph. Yep. It just kind of took a wild route to get there. That, that's a kinda wild story. messed up to get it, though. Got hit by a car. Well, I mean, that, yeah. Some, uh, good thing he's always all right. I yeah. mean, otherwise, yeah. Kyle wouldn't be here if he wasn't. So this this, yeah, that 215-592-9494. Maybe that inspired him to wear the helmet. You mean like, inspired him now? <laughs> it, all, it all came full circle. Go check it out. South Philly Sauce, right. Al's podcast there on the Flyers. Of course, you know, the Flyers need as much good wins and PR and trade deadline stuff as possible because the Carter Hart situation and the news yeah, has been out there for a couple of days. Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, look, at it, it is what it is. I My gut is he's probably never going to play for the team again. I mean, that's a situation where, you know, who knows what the verdict will be, but the fact that, you know, that's a serious, serious legal investigation. Very, very serious. He took the leave of absence as the other players. It's a mess, uh, and I doubt he ever plays here in Philadelphia again. All right, let's get back to the phones. A lot to discuss here. 215-592-9494. If you just hopped in, we opened the show with the discussion of, is A.J. Brown untouchable? A lot of chatter on WIP off an idea a couple days ago. Jack had, hey, would you trade A.J. Brown for Pat Sertain? I think that's a really interesting trade conversation because Sertain is a great corner, and where do you want you know your resources, corner, receiver? But then it, you know, there's been a lot of, like, you can't talk about trading A.J. Brown. How could How you? How dare you? Well, I, I don't think any player is untouchable. I certainly don't think a wide receiver is untouchable. So I look at it this way. If they got a great offer, I'd consider it. 
there may be issues with the quarterback. That makes me think seriously about is this going to work long term? You could reallocate money, other areas. And like and I've seen plenty of great wide receivers move teams and their teams survive just fine. He's not untouchable for me. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Matt is in Norristown. What's up, Matt? Matt. Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. Um so I, I'm I believe um AJ Brown is not um untouchable. I don't think anybody is um professionally and organizationally speaking, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the way AJ Brown handled himself is he, he acknowledges that. Um and, and and there's few guarantees in life and I think change is one of them. So I just think he's he's just I don't think he's wanting it, but he's not being dismissive of it. Um and this brings me to my other thought. Of, I like the way like, you frame that right, Matt. I think that you framed it correctly. Like he, he's not asking for a trade. He didn't say, Yeah, I want it but he also he didn't say like, "Hey, I want to be an eagle." He didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. And and I think you know um, this brings me to my second point. When when emotions are high, our cognitions are low, and that means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And we handle ourselves a little bit differently. Some people are soft spoken; they don't want to say anything at all. Sometimes we just we don't hit the mark. We don't hit the bullseye with what we're expected to say, especially as a professional and you know through the social media sources. So I, I give him credit in that regard. It's like the dude, we know he's emotional on and off the field, and we love it when that emotion translates to, you know, his 125 plus yard games, four games in a row. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But then when it's, um, you know, he's going through a little, you know, challenges uh, because uh, um, it's we're, we're critical as a fan base. I get it. And, and I, my my last point is, you know, I, for me, I can only speak for myself, but. Man, sports is almost purely 100% an emotional investment, right? And and when and that goes back to my point: when emotions are higher, cognitions are low. So when these uh, variables, if you will, get thrown in, we, we get upset, and we as we should, as we're allowed to be, AJ Brown included. So um, yeah, I just wanted to sh- share that. Yeah, no, and, I, and, and I like uh, the way, you, man. I agree with you, uh, and I do think. Sometimes we do it as fans. We kind of expect these guys to be calm and say the right thing all the time, and it's probably not fair. And Matt, we appreciate it. it's human nature. I mean, he he may have been caught off guard by the questions, though. I do think after he did the Kay Adams interview, he knew it was coming. The next interview, right when he did the Robin Lundberg one, yeah, he knew it was coming. And I think that was the order of operation. I, I don't know when yeah. they recorded these, but <laughs> the way we heard them was Kay Adams yesterday morning, and then more towards the afternoon, the Lundberg one. Well, so this could have more to do with you know just. The fact that it's Kay Adams and not Robin Lumberg, but significantly more pouty in the Robin Lumberg. Does that surprise interview. you? I mean, I, I'm not surprised at that. A little <laughs> yeah, more personable. You know, yeah, a big, big smile on his face talking to Kay Adams. Meanwhile, Robin Lumberg, it's like, all right, man, what do you got? What do you got? Can we get, can I get in and out of this interview? Oh, so you say it was Kay. Kay was the one. She was the buffer a little bit, like making it making it a little bit easier to yeah, have the conversation. No, no, and no offense to Robin, I'm sure he does no, a very nice job. Yeah. But if you're gonna, who do you think is gonna get more? Smiles out of the players. Okay, I told Kay Adams everything she wanted to know. I, I, I think a lot of people are with you on that. <laughs> yeah, you want wow. poor Robin Lundberg's like, <laughs> can I just get a straight answer here, please? Our Robert in Germantown. What's up, Robert? Hey, enjoying the show as always, guys. Thank you, Robert. What are you feeling today? Batman, Robin, Butch and Sundance. You got to have a team. Uh, you know, the Kronk and Brady, uh, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. You know, I, I guess my question is. Um, is there something going on negative between Hertz and Brown? If there is, somebody's got to go. Uh, but I hope it, I hope not because that's that's the key uh, that's the key dynamic. 
It, and yeah, and then we've seen for two years it's an incredible dynamic. But Robert, I agree with your premise that if there's something really significant going on between those two, it has to be part of the Eagles' thinking. Like, is it worth it to try to you know reconcile the whole thing? Is it reconcilable? Right. I mean, that's that's that, that's the deeper question. And, and I guess my other question, you know, we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl. But you've heard me saying now for years, I don't think paying anybody two hundred fifty million is necessary to win a Super Bowl. We're about to find out. Brock Purdy, who's making what four million bucks, you know he he may actually win this thing over mm. Mahomes is making. He's 30 favored, million. and yeah, it, it surprises people. But Robert, the team that's what? paying the quarterback very little money ha- is favored to win the game because they got great coaching at every position. They got a great defense, and they got super skilled players. They make it work because they spread the money around. Your point, Joe, which is a brilliant point. You have got to really right. pay attention now. Given a choice, why? I would take Brown all day long if he's in sync with Hertz. I like Smith, but Brown, Browns, you can't you can't defend the guy. I, I played safety in junior college in Canada and stuff and quarterback. I don't want to have to tackle a guy like Brown. Would you? No, and it doesn't I, seem like D backs are very interested in doing it. Making those business decisions, yep. Robert. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you have to. I mean, Smith, nice nice player, wonderful. But if it comes down to it, and you've got to make a choice between those two. I draft another wide receiver and I stick with Brown, but only, only if there's nothing really. I, aren't, aren't these guys like really tight buddies and friends? Isn't that what I've read somewhere? It seems well. That's what we we've been told, and it seems like. And Robert, we appreciate the phone call. So Robert did say something there that kind of piqued my interest at the end. Besides that, that he played Canadian football in well, Canada. Well, that was that Canada. So I there saw was that. That. shout out to Robert, man. But he mentioned drafting a receiver. So Hughes had the, the thought: Can we wait? Can we make Devonte wait a year for a contract? Yeah, that, I, that, that's a so, lot to ask. Okay, so there's that, right? A lot of people don't want to trade AJ. They want to try to make this thing work. You know what I absolutely could see the Eagles doing? What's that? Keeping AJ, asking Devontae, can we wait a year in the contract, and drafting a receiver kind of high to give themselves a buffer for next offseason. They give it one more year, Jalen, AJ, Devontae, and this first or second round pick wide receiver, and then a year from now, they've got they've got options. Like, all right. Are we pay Devontae or are we not going to pay Devontae? We're going to trade AJ or we're not going to – the more I think through this, I think they're drafting a receiver higher than people think this year, a backup plan. Because get, you know what's part of why I think some people are angry at this AJ thing or why Kyle's like, you can't do this? There's no other receivers in this team, right? It would be Devontae and who? I mean, who, who would line up and play receiver? If they draft another receiver, it gives them, it gives them a little options here. You know, they have like a backup plan. I think they're going to draft a receiver. No, I think I think they have to go defense. Uh, there are probably going to be some offensive players being taken, uh, but I don't see. I can't foresee. I can't see them taking a receiver high enough that warrants. Like you know, when you talk about the receiver of the calibers that we have right now, yeah, I don't see them taking first one or in the second first round. round. Yeah, I don't see them taking one like that. Well, Maybe in the later rounds, yes. Yeah, but later rounds is you know obviously more of a crapshoot. You don't know what you're going to get. I'm just saying they don't have a backup plan if this receiver situation becomes combustible. I think they probably think they need to get one. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls, everything on the table here. A.J. Brown, do you consider him untouchable? I, I do not. Joel Embiid to the Sixers just shut him down to the playoffs. Plus, interesting discussion this morning about Jalen Hurts, Ray Dittinger, and his concern level on the quarterback, and what Howard Eskin hears about conversations between the Eagles and Hurts. That's next for your calls. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. People are saying I look great, and that's thanks to Hydroxycut Hardcore. Hardcore results that potent formulas that work, delivering maximum energy so I can crush my 2024 goals. Hydroxycut Hardcore is available in.
Who are they more disappointed in, the coach or the quarterback? Jalen Hurts, because he didn't perform the way he did the year before. They were not disappointed at all in Nick Sirianni, okay? When you ask who are they more... Not annoyed. Annoyed is a is the wrong word, and it's incorrect. They were disappointed in Jalen Hurts because he didn't play at the level. Does that mean they were annoyed? No. It means they were disappointed because you needed Jalen Hurts to be a good team. You need your quarterback to play at a higher level. Well, Howard's uh, right about that last part, and, and it was said to us by Mike Quick an hour ago, to be a better team, you need a quarterback to play at a higher level. I found that interesting. Welcome back. Howard on with the morning show today, 215-592-9494. Howard didn't want to use the word annoyed. He wanted to use the word disappointed. About the same thing, don't we? Um, like, they're like similar. what's worse, annoyed or disappointed? What's worse? Yeah. Because when you say you're de- – like, to me, when somebody – Disappointed hits harder. Well, like – Disappointed is like, to me, it's like if I care if like I uh, pleased you or not. I mean, I know it's different in this situation, but I, I would say annoyed because it's to me, annoyed means like I I've expected something from you that I've seen in the past. You know what I mean? Well, doesn't that sort of more speak to like let down, disappointed? Let down. Yeah. Okay. So all right, then. using all that and what they yeah, talked about this yeah. morning and Howard, I agree with Howard. I'm was more disappointed. If you, if you give me the two, like say, Joe, who you're more disappointed in, annoyed, whatever. Hurts or Sirianni? I'd say Hurts. I expect more to Hurts. I, I I I don't expect that much out of Sirianni. I, mean, I don't think we have Bill Walsh here. Like I I don't I don't, I'm not expecting him to cre- to just figure this out. Like I I resign myself to this is who he is. Yeah. See, for me, where the disconnect is because it's like Jalen for me until he got his money, and I, I go back to that, and it's not the end all to be all, but it just seems like. That's where the jumping off point became. That's where it started to me. Before all of this happened, it just felt like Jalen was more in tune with the leadership thing and the guys were like everything was fine. Mm. Somewhere along the line, when all of this happened, that disconnect became a real thing. So that's why I I, I hear you when you say disappointed, uh, let down, or whatever you want to call it with Jalen Hurts. I can see that. I can definitely see that. All right, let's hear Howard here. Conversations the Eagles have had with Jalen Hurts. This is really interesting stuff. From what I understand and what I've absorbed and been told, they've tried to talk to him to be more connected with his teammates. And Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that he's got to do. He's got to be more connected. The problem is it's hard to change a personality. That's interesting. So they've talked to him, according to Howard, about being more connected, but he threw in there it's hard to change his person. His personality may may just be quiet. But the question that I I would have is this, and the only one, ones that can answer this for me is the guys that he actually played with. What What is the biggest difference between last year and this year? Because last year, for, for everything that I was told and the way that I felt about it, he was connected with his teammates. So what changed? Like, that's, that's the thing. We're still talking about the nitty-gritty that we haven't gotten down to yet. So, we haven't talked about what's the problem. Yeah, because we don't know. So, we, so <laughs> like, how are we going to talk? We don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but if you're, if you're, like, my thing is this, Joe. If, if, the, team, if the team is saying that their biggest gripe with Jalen is he's not more of a leader, okay, well, how much more of a leader do you need him to be from the time that you gave him the $250 million? And I'll go back to something that I said when we had we had a discussion, you and I, a week or two, Hugh, like what concerns you more about Jalen, the off-the-field stuff or the on-the-field? 
Aaron Rodgers has been a jerk his entire career. So much so, I think they're talking about. Did you, you know, see that article in the Athletic yeah, yesterday? Oh yeah. my goodness! They said he's the a GM in the league said that when they call the Jets, they got to ask for Rodgers' permission to do things. It's ridiculous. It's like Bryce Harper. Yeah. Well, but when Aaron Rodgers has been the same guy his whole career, he's prickly. I think he's a jerk. I think he's self-absorbed. Guess what? When he was a four-time MVP, no one complained. When Jalen Hurts was playing healthy and like a star. Was he really that different, or was he quiet then? And we just, well, he, oh, he's a winner. He's stoic. His teammates didn't say anything about it because he's putting up touchdowns every week, and they were winning by three scores. Now he doesn't play as well, and it's like, man, that guy, he's not one of the guys. I, I think it's about his performance. If, he, if Jalen Hurts next year puts up 45 touchdowns, five picks, and has a 110 passer rating, you think there's stories out there about how often he goes to the escape room? No. I don't think anyone cares. I just think his performance wasn't good enough, so now we're projecting his personnel. That that's my that's my perception. All right, let's go to Ray Didinger and then back to your calls and all the AJ stuff. Ray Didinger this morning, his concern level on Hertz after obviously a down season compared to the year before. Am I concerned about him? Uh, I'd be lying if I said no. I mean, the the easy thing and what everybody wants you to say is, oh no no, come on, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. He, don't worry. Um, I'm not so sure. You know, you saw you saw Hertz. The term regress regression. Yeah, it it's it's not inaccurate. I mean, he did. I mean, in terms of his mechanics, as much improvement as he made last year, he took that many steps back this year. Uh, to the end, I mean, holding the ball way too much, um, throwing the ball into spots that he he's he's got to know better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me, the if you want to put his where he is right now in a nutshell. I mean, it's it's the sack in the end zone in Tampa. I mean, that's that's you know we were sort of building up to that moment, and then it happened that night. That's how far he's fallen. Pretty strong from Ray Didinger there. I mean, it's like he he thought he thought through it. He said this. You, I think everyone wants me to say I'm not concerned, but he is. I mean, Hugh, it's pretty clear Ray has some concern after watching Hurts this year. Yeah, and that's why I am not too keen on moving on from a receiver. That together, him and the receiver did a tremendous amount of work together, a great works together, so I'm not ready to move on from that. I think most would agree with you. It's been interesting. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phone. It's just been interesting to, and I like to do this once in a while, just to view the difference sometimes in our Twitter poll versus our, our callers here and our, our audience that participates with us and has a conversation with us. Our Twitter question is sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation, PIDentalCenter.com. So I... And this is just a rough estimate. I haven't been tallying it this morning, but I think we all have a feel for this. I would say so far, would you agree, Kyle, about 60 to 65% of our callers have said they, they would not say untouchable? A lot more than I expected. Okay, so, so I would say more than, well more than half yes. this morning on yep. the phone lines with us now to the afternoon have said not untouchable. Yeah, I'd say it definitely skews more toward not untouchable. 71% on Twitter, untouchable. Like total, like a completely different. Honestly, view. that's lower than I expected too. I thought we'd get a ninety ten. Yeah, we're at seventy one twenty nine. Yeah, so it's uh, that's significant. Thirty awesome. percent of people saying he's not untouchable on Twitter. Like it is. Yeah, you're right. That that would skew towards. What are you talking about? It's AJ Brown. He was my fantasy guy. He's awesome. He catches. He's passes. a hell of a receiver. Yes, we know that. I wonder what that percentage would look like if it were pre yesterday's comments. Oh, you think that played in? I think it has to. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, he he didn't put his foot down and say, I'm an eagle. I want to be in. And the funny part is yesterday, and I know we may be projecting what we want him to say. Mike Quick mentioned that, and same thing with, with Al. 
But also, he could have put the ball back in Eagles court. He could have said, I want to be an Eagle. That means the only way he's not an Eagle is if they don't want him to be an Eagle. Yeah. I mean, and that's how I look at it. And I, I'm a little bit old school when it comes to things like that. You know, if, if I'm asked a question about where I am, that's where I want to be. But, but perfect example, Michael Parsons talking about going, going with Coach Quinn wherever he goes. So that's just the reality of the, the, the way that NFL players handle questions like that now. Mm. They look at it like, hey, I'll just go wherever, you know, wherever the grass is greener. It's not like that loyalty that we used to have back in the day when we played. No. I hate when I say that back in the day because it just sounds Leather helmet time? Yeah, it sounds so old. It, is, it was back. But it is back in the day, though. It's a while ago. I mean, that footage is grainy. Yeah, it's tough to find the good audio of it. It's a long time ago. You can't oh, even make out Hugh's face. Yeah. I mean, like the, it's, the draft started yeah. on a Saturday when they drafted Hugh. I mean, it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the, uh, the audio of this. Uh, they, they don't know yeah, who he is. All that is the truth. Guys, I do miss the Saturday draft. I used to miss waking up. Then that when that draft started at noon, that was it was like went all day long into then they had Sunday. I mean, the, the primetime draft is fun because we get to react to it and do the show. But I did like the uh, Saturday draft. Jerry, our guy Jerry, what's up, Jerry? What's up, fellas? Hey, Jerry. How you feeling, buddy? How's everything going? Everything is going great. Um, I go back to see my doctors next two, Wednesday and Thursday. Hopefully, I'll get released and be back to work and by the end of the month. By oh, the end that's, of that's great to hear. I'm glad you're progressing. And, uh, and I'm excited, Jerry, for the first time you call with the actual truck horn again. That, that oh, will be yeah. a great day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you're gonna hear it when I get back on the road again. So I'm just I'm excited, you know, just kinda taking it easy right now. So, um but uh everything's going really well, so I'm I'm very happy. Good, Jerry. Jerry, what are you thinking on this We're whole AJ getting, thing? You're getting better too, man. All right. Well, here's the here's my theory on AJ Brown. He's a diva like all these other receivers are. He may be a I guess like a small cancer that you can actually get, you can actually fix, you know, like that, that you can actually, but I don't think he's anything that's going to like disrail the team. Like what happened with T.O. That's it's not even close to that, but I hope they don't get rid of him. They're going to have, somebody's going to come up with some kind of hell of an offer for them to, to trade him. And I, I just don't see that happening. I really don't. Probably not. And Jerry, you brought this up yesterday. If, if there's all these great young receivers that come out in the draft and they're cheap, it's it's probably going to be hard for a team to convince themselves, hey, we should trade the Eagles, you know, yeah, a lot of draft picks happen. for AJ. So it pr- probably won't happen that way. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't think so. I really don't. You know, and pitchers and catchers are starting in, what, two weeks from now? The Something like 14. that, yeah. Yeah, we're so, actually less than two weeks. We are know. 13 days away. Yeah. So I'm going to see you guys out. I will be talking to you soon with a wah, wah, wah. Have a great day, guys. You All too, right. Jerry. Appreciate right. it. Jerry He's gotten on the that sound to sound closer and closer to an actual truck horn by the day. I, you know, the first time it was obviously way different yes. than his, but now as the months have gone it's, on, you're right. It's like he's become the truck horn. He's getting he- he's getting stronger and he's getting healthier, man. Yes. That's what it is. You can hear it. That's what he's doing. Yep. I wonder if he's going to trick us. Like in two months, he's back on the road. It's actually just his voice, and we think it's the real <laughs> truck horn. About that, J- Jerry is is um, kind of thinking his way through the whole thing and saying there's probably not going to be a big offer coming in. Probably not, but teams teams sometimes fall in love with wide receivers, especially if you have a young quarterback and you don't have one. I mean, it's it's how Tyreek Hill fetched what he fetched. It's how AJ Brown fetched what he fetched. If anything happened, if the Eagles got a big offer, my guess is it's from a team that has a young, cheap quarterback. That's yeah. who usually does these things. Yeah, 
but I don't I don't see it happening. And then the offer has to be such an overwhelming offer that you'd be like, no, I'm, I'm, I can't I cannot not take this offer. All right, let's well let's go over the line. What, what's what's the offer that you couldn't say no to? Give me two first round draft. Picks. Come on, man. You're, oh, kill, I, you're I, killing I, me with the draft picks. No, I'm just telling you. Well, I'm just saying. Not, what you, two, right. two, but that's if, not going to happen. Typically, that's the way trades go. Sure. Typically. I, but, so that, that's why he's untouchable because there's one player in my mind or one thing in my mind that I would want in return if I'm giving away A.J. Brown. You know, is, you know what that is? Star pass rusher? It's A.J. Brown. Oh. I want an A.J. Brown on my team next year. Mm. So unless I'm getting A.J. Brown back in a trade, which you know we're talking about impossibilities here, uh, I'm not giving him away. The Eagles have way less of a chance of competing for a title next year if A.J. Brown is not on this roster. I don't, it, you're not going to mix me with two first-round freaking picks. They're not going to contribute to a Super Bowl like A.J. Brown would, and you're not convincing me the otherwise. The only reason I say two first-round draft picks, Kyle, because I see that really thoroughly irritates you when I it say does. it like oh, that. I'm, Hugh, I'm with you on this. You give me two first-round no, picks. No, but I'm saying we're, we're, we're draft picks we're playing, for, man. But, but Super Bowl see, window. Kyle, we're playing. The Chiefs made the Super Bowl last year chess. with two first-round picks. I, I, all right, you know what? Playing defense. Because now, now I have to snuff another thing out that okay, I keep hearing that's ridiculous. We and we do the same thing all the time. When we compare things to the Patriots dynasty. The Chiefs are now an incomparable entity. Okay? We're not. We're not. no longer stacking right. what we do up against the Kansas City Chiefs. They are the exception to all of the rules. I got it, and I, you, it's fair because Hugh brought up, I can't use Mahomes, can't use Brady. But, guys, look look about the last 20 years of football. Those teams are in the Super Bowl every year. So, True. like, what, am I, what do you want me to use? You want me to go back to the 2002 Bucks, like a, an outlier, to, the 05 uh, Bears? Like, what am I supposed to use for an example? I, I, I look at the Super Bowl, and the, those teams are always in it. I, I think that's a flawed exercise, looking at what team won the Super Bowl with what. We did. We just did this with the running back thing last season, and now that you saw a team that drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round made it all the way to the NFC okay. Championship game, and if not for an implosion, would be in the Super Bowl. So we, we can't keep, like, it, it's well, just— Well, then, then let's use teams that are usually successful. Is that fair? I, I guess. Uh, like, highly successful teams. We, yeah, they I, have great players. Under, they have great players. How do they acquire those players? They drafted them. Look at the 49ers. Most of that team is drafted. Forget the quarterback. I don't want Kyle to go on a tangent about Brock Purdy. we got a whole week and a half don't, to go. Get, get we'll get there. Going. But how did those guys get there? How did Samuel get there? How did Ayuk get there? How did Kittle get there? They drafted them. Right, but are we are we not the exception to like how he has built two Super Bowl teams without drafting everybody? I did he not? I understand. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, and that's kind of why, we like even though it, it works in the short term, it's kind of where we are now when you're looking at the contrast with the Kansas City Chiefs and they have a consistent dynasty to a certain extent. Just wanted to you know, put that out. Also, I, I find the whole thing ironic. The Eagles won the Super Bowl one time. One time. And they had 0,000-yard receivers. Like this idea that we need these superstar wide receivers, it, the, the one great moment in Eagles history, the one, had zero great receivers. Al Sean was a good player, but come on. I, He's I not as good I, as AJ. I just think that looking at, oh, this team didn't win with this guy having this numbers, it's just a flawed exercise. The Eagles in 2017 were a great team with great players. Alshon I, Jeffrey was a great player. I, I mean, he was a very good player. Right. Okay. Okay. But they had great players on the team, and that's why they won the Super Bowl. It's not a matter of where they were, what position on the team, how many yards they got during the regular season. They had great, a great teams roster. win Super Bowls. They had so so here. I'll give you this. Then back to the phone lines. They had a great roster. I thought that roster in 2017 was super deep. The, is this Eagles roster deep? No, we watched when the backups went out there. We watched when the, yeah, the we, yeah, we, yeah. This defense wasn't this deep. No, I mean they have like eight or nine stars and then a bunch of scrubs. They got to even this thing out. 
But seriously. I just like it when you say scrub. I mean, oh, the that, defense. That, that I, I'm, funny to me. I'm being kind because we're on the air. I mean, some of those guys. No, did you hear Ray Diddy this morning? He was like, we need about, like, I said six What do you players. say? How many defense I think players? I think he was somewhere around eight, nine <laughs> or something. He's right. <laughs> he said, These guys I don't can't misquote, play. I don't want to misquote Diddy. But it did sound like he said something about, about eight or nine yeah. players. All right, let's go to Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Yo, guys. Hey, Chris. Guys, you know what? I want to share something that was great this morning. Went to uh, one of my small business networking groups and uh, got to walk in, rocking my number three Bryce Harper jersey. All right. You know, would you? Well, you have it. You have the uh, home regular, the cream, the uh, the powder blue. Which one's your Which one's your jersey? Uh, I, I got the uh, the white with the red pinstripes. You know Phillies what, Chris? I and, think uh, that is an underrated Phillies jersey. I've always liked that one, and I always feel like when people get their jersey. They go for the more like unique one, like the cream, or now now the the obviously the blue one is is a popular one, and we see that every the Thursday. Blue one's nice. It is nice, but Chris, I'm yeah. with you. I, I like the classic home jersey. I, I I do too, and and guys, you know, uh, you know, I enlisted in the army after college, so I'm a bit patriotic, so I do like the red, white, and blue kind of people as well. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That's awesome. So, guys, uh, <laughs> first of all, I got to get into this, but man, oh man, I got to call somebody out. So. You? What I do now? Not you today, Kyle. You're a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, Kyle. You are a total fraud. This is the guy. This is the guy that sits there and says Devonta Smith's the real number one, everything, and he's fighting pretty hard to keep a number two receiver. Any guy? Mm, very hard. He's very strong in this. That they need a, <laughs> a twenty-five million dollar year number two. Kyle's an yeah. idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fraud alert there, Kyle. Well, I got an eye on you there, boy. Hey, listen, and here's what it comes down to, guys. If we got two guys broken, who are we going to fix? Are we going to fix our quarterback or our wide receiver? I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Yeah, we better fix the quarterback. Otherwise, the wide receiver is not going to have anyone to throw him the ball. Yeah, so I'm I'm all about that. I'm in, uh, you know, hey, I hopped on the Fritz train the other day. I said tra- trade him. Now, I don't want to just trade him for you know, – I, I, Disagree with you, Hugh. I'm not trying for two number ones because Howie—he's he, he, not have necessarily a good track record with number number ones. Um, so I'd rather trade him and go get a young stud player like a stud corner. So I'm very selective about who I would trade him for. Mm-hmm. But guys, you know, I—I got to tell you, man, I went back and I watched those clips, and I'd like to get both your opinions of this. Though, did you see his facial facial expression when those questions were asked? I feel like he almost laughed and was kind of like, yo, y'all want to go here? And you, you kind of said this the other day. You were like, yo, he, he's kind of like, okay, yo, you want to think that? The man, you think that. And the way he laughed about it kind of seemed to me like, yeah, I'll play your game. You need a store. You want something. I mean, you go with it. But also, more importantly, look at Devonta Smith's face. He laughed. He wasn't kind of like, oh, crap, man, this is bleeding out of bed. He's kind of like, yeah, you jokers, you think you know what y'all are talking about, but you don't. I, am I crazy? I, I think there was a bemused look, yeah, especially from Devontae. Like, are we really doing yeah. this? It's, it's, just, it's just the way he answered them was kind of interesting. You're right. If you add his facial expression in, it was almost like, are we really going here? But he, I, just, I just am curious why he didn't say, especially that last one was Robin Lundberg, if he didn't just say, yeah, I'm getting ready to be an eagle. Like that, it's simple, and then it would have put it back on the Eagles to 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 not do anything or do anything. It's just weird the way that answer was. I just feel like like Hugh brought this up though. He in his past though, he's had issues like you know that this stuff's come up, and Hugh said this before. He's the kind of guy that'll kind of be like, yeah, well, whatever, man. You know, you want to think that like gets up, in his, you know, a little bit up in his feelings. 
And when I heard the clip over the radio the other day, I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. He he definitely wants out. But then when I went back and watched the videos, it didn't align, and I felt completely different. I feel the way that I do now that I think this is – there's some smoke there. There's definitely some issues going on. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I don't know. I, I don't think it's as big as it is. You, b- before you guys let me go, if you can, if you could address this down the road, everybody keeps bringing up this whole like he's a godfather, he's a godfather, he's a godfather. Now, you, you and I met, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a white man, so I know the godfather to my my kids don't mean the hill of beans, right? But can you speak of this? To as, a, as a black man, in the black man <laughs> in that world, because I know y'all got a lot of like one of my best friends, black guy, and we laugh about all the time. He's like, "Yeah, my cousin." I goes, "This your real cousin?" He goes, "No, no, no, it's just, just you know." And I go, "All right," because he got a lot of cousins and uncles. He's got, but does that really mean something more? I like, guess it does. I, I don't know how these kids. You know, it was a big story. It's a big to do. I don't know how these kids go or when it comes to that, but I think it is. To them, it is because they keep talking about it. So, it yeah. Chris, it is interesting because that gets brought up every time. Chris, it's a fun this phone is call. Godfather. How much does it matter? I, I would think, and look, I don't know, black, white, whatever. I, I would think each family's probably a little different. Some families, it probably matters a little bit more, like yeah. it really means something. I don't know. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's just you, you pick your brother or you pick your, your fr- yeah. you pick a couple, and they're the godfather and the godmother. I, and just Chris, just as a side note, as 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 your black friend, because I consider us friends, don't ever start a conversation like, "Well, I got black friends." Don't. Do, that's not a good like because people are gonna look at you like the black folks gonna look at you sideways mm. when you do that. So you never have to say like that's something you should never say. That that's you know what I mean. Just we say get, I we got, get two pieces of advice. No, I'm just saying, just because like because I'm telling you, <laughs> if Joe, if you start on a conversation as a white person, you say I got black friends. The black friend, the black folks gonna look at you sideways. And I don't want of, anyone looking at yeah, me that's, sideways. That's kind of a trigger. The only time you look at me sideways is he said what about this team yeah, about yeah, that yeah, player? Yeah. You can look at me sideways. Well, you, you didn't have a problem with him calling your producer a fraud. No, we're good. You with know, that. We, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was uh, just glad I didn't catch a straight I mean, I, today. I think he brought you know up a fair I mean? point. I mean, I, I think he. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, use one take versus the other. It, it's true. I, I mean, there was a time where I thought Devontae Smith was better wide receiver. I do, I do too. But boy, when you talk well, about, I yeah. still think he's a better receiver. I, mean, I, I, I think Devontae Smith will have a better Eagles future than AJ Brown. Whether that be because AJ's traded or just Devontae will have a longer. Yeah. And more, you know, a more fruitful. That feels Eagles like career. it's probably right now. Yes, uh, but AJ Brown last season was the best player on the Eagles. Anybody with eyes could see that. So that go, is Chris. true, especially during that stretch earlier. He was incredible. Our two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Keep the phone lines going. Final hour. AJ Brown is he untouchable? A lot of conversations week about AJ on the station. In your mind, should it be untouchable or right offer? Reallocate the resources, get some big things back from. Would you do it? And bead. So the Sixers just shut him down. We're waiting the MR, MRI results. Plus, you have to hear this rumor. I mean, really, I can't wait for this. This I, I've, I've been waiting all day to do this part of the show. This rumor about Jerry Jones at the Senior Bowl, a name he was targeting as a potential Mike McCarthy replacement. The absolute glory hole. We have reached the peak of Jerry Jones' ownership. we got to play it for you. we got to talk about it, and then we got to play some clips of this potential Cowboys head coach. It is remarkable. You have that next. 215-592-949 for Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP.
<laughs> it's, I, feel, I feel attacked it, a little bit. No, it's not, that wasn't you. That was the voice. Feel, Does anyone attacked. remember that voice? You might. Player we, got, we had to face a lot over the years. And then he became a broadcaster, and boy, was it a uh, an experience. That was Jason Witten's voice. Ibukam. <laughs> I definitely feel attacked. That's not, Joe, it ain't that funny. Stop laughing. <laughs> Wait a second. You have to talk for four hours a day, all right? That's a lot of content. That's a lot of talking. It's a lot of conversation. We all. And to be fair, in that job, you kind of, you try to hit, hit it and quit it. That probably is a bad analogy. It but was, you, yeah, yeah, but it you, a, you know, you one, know yeah. what I mean. It's like you get in, get out. Hitting, that's that's yeah. probably even worse than the last. Oh, you're making it worse. But you but know it, what I mean? You, you, you're clear and concise about what you want to say. There we go. And then you move on. Short uh, bursts yes, uh, of conversation. Okay, that maybe that didn't help uh, either. Right. Love that one. Oh, we know what we're talking about. Relax here. over okay. here, guys. <laughs> Bottom line is, Jason Witten as a broadcaster was a disaster. He was a great player. He was among the biggest failures that ESPN has ever tried. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can't do that. I, know, I, I agree. But you know what? It, to my credit, I've done it a few times, but that was never my passion. Because to your point, the biggest fear that I always had when I did that, I did it a couple times. Is that you go too long? Like you, you, you let you got to let the moments breathe, mm. and you got to be clear and concise on what you want to say in that moment. So, Eminomini, Eminomini, yeah. and I, you know, I ain't. You wonder why? Why the heck are these guys talking about uh, Jason Witten? Right? He's done playing. He's been done playing. The broadcast thing was a disaster. Well, because of this, uh, some notes from the Senior Bowl. Was this what, what was this? Walter Football? Is that where this came from? Yep, Walter Football. All right, notes from the Senior Bowl. You guys ready for this? Everyone, I need everyone to sit down. If you're standing up. You know, you might fall down. So take a seat. Just just, just listen to this one. From Walter Football. Many around the NFL were expecting Dallas to fire head coach Mike McCarthy and after an embarrassing open round, opening round loss to Green Bay. McCarthy survived, but team sources said he is on the hottest of seats entering next season. Sources shared Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was about to fire McCarthy before being talked out of it, and Jones had a surprising candidate in mind to interview. According to sources, that candidate was former Cowboys tight end Jason Witten. I don't ask for much. I just need Jason Witten to be the next head coach of the Cowboys. No. Oh, I need it. But it's amazing how a guy, I don't know how much he's been coaching. High school. That's what he's doing. I mean, but hey, Dion made the leap from from high school to college. Kid Coaching kids. Maybe maybe he has something special. Maybe. I don't know. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Listen to this. This is special. He doesn't have to talk a whole lot to be the coach, Joe. Yes, he doesn't he does. like like he not, has in, to a, do a press not every in a week. public. Well, okay, he he does. He does have to talk a lot. Would, would that I go mean, about as well as Sirianni's first press conference? The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. I need him as the head coach of the Cowboys. I need it. I mean, if we get this guy in the division, it is a wrap. Uh, Hugh, it's a fair point. Dion went from nowhere. But Dion's really bright, and Dion is a very, 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 very smart. Coach and I think he can, you know, he, you could see the leadership qualities he has. Right, he get those kids to buy in. Yeah, he is definitely that. He's all of that. And maybe Jason Witten on a high school level is doing it. I'm sure he's a successful high school coach. But I mean, holy moly, from high school to the NFL, Jerry Jones is losing it. High he's, school. He's a little older, and and then when you hear him talk about the fact that he's about to go all in. With players and, and stuff. So it, it, he's at the point now where he just wants to win. And if Jason Witten puts him in the best possible position to win, 
in his mind, then go for it. This is no different than, than what Buddy did in uh, Indianapolis. Jim Mersey. Yeah. Jeff I know. Sutter. How'd that work but, out? Trendsetter Jim Mersey. But, and I'm going to talk around this a little bit, but it kind of makes you wonder where this is coming from because, you know, Jim Irsay was, you know, tripping at that time. Touched. <laughs> to, to use an appropriate show term I, today. I yeah. have a yeah, – was a little, He was a little different. I feel very different. comfortable saying this. Jason Witten, the day he arrives, would be the worst head coach I've ever seen. There's no way he'd succeed. He's coaching high school football. Who, who would be the worst coach, me or Jason Witten, as a head coach in the NFL? Jason Witten. You that think sounds, so? That sounds like a poll. <laughs> who would be a worst head coach? I would put who would you rather have as your head? No, because he would win that. Yeah, who would be a worse coach? Yeah, yeah. Who would be the? I would. I would probably say me, because at least Jason knows how to to like put a game plan together and and like have like you know training camp or whatever. He could probably put that together. What, I have you, no clue. But you've participated in just as many as he did. Yeah, but that, you know it. how long ago that's been? Like that's been a you long forgot? time. Yes. Yes. What do you mean? Just you have, what I have, you have an yesterday. offensive drill there, offensive drill there. You come together yeah, for a team. Yeah, but it's different. And then you have to make sure, like, with the with the NFL rules and everything, and I have to actually have to read the rule book, yeah. like, every year. The other part is grown-up clothes for you. You might have to wear some of those. Yeah, I definitely have to wear the grown-up clothes. I don't know, man. You see, Bill Belichick got away with it for, like, 20 years. That's true. Yeah, he wore he pajamas. Was, like, he, holes in his sweat. Yeah, and he, but he was he was known as the hoodie, and he won a whole lot well, of Well, yeah, you, you're going to have to I win gotta, to get I got to kind of, like, you know, it's just like when I first got here. You know, I got to wear clothes initially, and now I kind of gotten comfortable. Now you see me today, I ain't, you know, still ain't wearing no clothes. I always judge it on the, these situations. Like, how would we react if the Eagles were th- doing this? Could you imagine if there was a former Eagle, it doesn't matter how good they were, that was not coaching above high school, and we heard Lori might hire him to be the head coach? We'd flip out. Yeah, we would kill him. Of course we would. And, and that's what's going on there down in Dallas. I need it. I need Jerry Jones to fire McCarthy and hire Jason Witten. The absolute glory hole. Oh, that press conference would be amazing. All right, 215-592-9400. Back to the phones here. We got Drew in Westchester. Hey, Drew. Hey, folks. Uh, Hugh, let me say this. I think everyone should aspire to believe in someone as much as you believe in Keely Ringo. I know you didn't bring it up today, but I feel like every day I hear you talking up Keely Ringo. If he's in canon one day, I think you should do his Hall of Fame speech, man. You are, you, you are, and I respect it. You are in love with that kid. Drew, I told Drew, you yesterday I we got to get him. A, Drew, I love you. I feel attacked. We're a getting bit, though, Hugh a, a Keely Ringo jersey yeah, before next season. He did say that. Yeah, he did say we got to do it. You got to give him a chance, Drew. It's more not so much that I'm in love with him. But he showed me more in his ability to want to tackle somebody than the two corners that started did. That's all. That's it. No, I like I like him too. I just can't. I just can't. You're. I just can't compete on your level. No one can. Them, but I. But I. I, I like him. Uh, I like him too. Um. So I. So I'll say with that with the AJ stuff. I was. I was real hyped. I was going to call you guys right at ten today, and then I'm like, you know what? This is like a. This is like a complicated topic. I got to think through this. A little bit. So I came up with three criteria I think you have to meet to be uh, untouchable in the NFL. I think you have to undoubtedly be a great player. I think you have to undoubtedly be a great teammate. And you have to have like a very solidified contract where there's no drama there. And to me right now, AJ only checks one of the three boxes. So I say that all to say I don't think he's untouchable. I'd be interested in the Sertan trade that your colleagues proposed if there's a chance to move up in the draft to get, you know, Marvin Harrison or the kid out of Washington, the receiver there, I'd be interested. So I, I don't think he should be untouchable given how the season ended. Yeah, and Drew, that's I like the way you framed it with your three points. And and not many players fit that bill. And and I would imagine few receivers fit that bill. And it, it's just the nature of the position where I 
And you mentioned the draft. I, I know the Eagles have struggled to draft receivers outside of Devontae. But, man, Drew, every year I look up, there's 10, 10 more coming in the league that people tell me are really good, and obviously a lot of them turn out to be really good. So it's like you can replace that position, maybe not the next A.J. Brown, but if they moved on and they got a lot back, I bet they could find a really good receiver in the draft. I think so. You would hope that Howie's learned from the other receiver misses at some point and kind of, you know, is going to figure out what to do there. And, yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a fan. Of, look, I'm a fan of Jalen. I'm excited to see what Kellen Moore is going to do with him. But I think if we are so panicked, that he, you know, can't get by without A.J., that I think we might have a quarterback problem because I see, you know, Jordan Love making kind of like not household names on the Packers look good. And I saw, you know, C.J. Stroud play really good football this year with, you know, Nico Collins is pretty good, but he doesn't have like studs there. So I, I think if we, if Jalen can't survive with Devontae and Goddard and, you know, a really solid offensive line, then I think we got a problem there. I Drew, I agree with that. Yeah. And that, and the, the spotlight turns back. We appreciate it, Drew, to Jalen Hurts there. How about that was an interesting spin on it. He also talked about the idea of maybe, you know, moving around and getting up for Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft. Is that, does that change minds around here? Nah. No, I, I I don't I don't Ooh. I don't think so. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast, though, but we already got one of those guys, and and I, I think that, you know, we're we're looking at this situation like you know, the, the this can be fixed. The, just let me start that. This can be fixed between Jalen and 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 AJ. And what I if it, how do we you, know that? I think it can. I think that whatever the situation is that's going on in the Eagles locker room, that it has to do more with Jalen's demeanor, as opposed to like an issue with him for whatever reason it became about AJ and I don't I, I think that's where we're off base because of that little tater tater they had on the sideline I think that's kind of off I, I think it's more than that I mean I he in the playoffs last year he was yelling and screaming on the sideline throwing his helmet in a playoff game they were winning I mean AJ Brown's not a saint I don't think he's a bad guy mm-hmm. I don't think that at all I think he's a great player but he also has a history of being you know annoyed on the sidelines during games that's not that's not to do with Jalen Hurts. I still think it's fixable, and I I, I don't I don't think it may that, be. It very well may be. I yeah, I just I, I have no idea what happened between the two of them, or or where the disconnect I, in the locker. And I is. just find it fascinating how we're so ready to move off of of AJ, like he's the problem, and not even knowing what's going on with the QB because we can't move the QB. Yeah, I mean, well, that, I mean, I, the financial I, thing, but yeah, still, no, or I don't think anyone wants to. Yeah. Maybe but I think that's what we need to figure out first. What was the disconnect with the QB? Because it seems to me like he was the problem as far as when things started to get a little awry with the squad. And, and I need to know why that was the case. So let me also throw this at you guys. Because some people have said, well, why would you even entertain the idea? Even, you know, Kyle, for multiple first-round picks. All right, let's, let's say the Eagles say, we need an influx of good young players or good talent. Let's say that, that's, that's what they're thinking over at the Novacare. Mm-hmm. Do they have any tradable players that could bring something back? Remove AJ. Outside of AJ? And, and let's remove Jalen because they're not going to trade Jalen Hurts. No, no, not those two. How, how many players in this team do you think they could get something good back for to help rebuild the team? I, I'm serious. I'm asking the question. I don't, I, how many players are, are, like, would they get something back for to make the team better? They don't have many. Well, I, I guess I would just reject the premise that that's the only way that they can rebuild or improve the team well, by trading one of their better players. Because uh, Here's my point. They only have so many draft picks, right? They have so much cap room. That, mm-hmm. that's We know those. I can look them up right now, right? We know how many picks they have. We know the cap room. The only way they can add assets, Kyle, would be to subtract something, 
right? It's the only way they get more assets. You can't get more picks unless you trade something to get the picks. You can't get more cap room so, so unless you clear like, up cap room. Like he's your biggest piece. He's your biggest. He's your biggest asset well, that you're willing to. Trade. I didn't talk to him about it, but that's where I think Jack's premise came from the other day, mm-hmm. right? Like he, I think Jack and I, I'm with him on this. I'd love Pat Sertain on this team. So, but you got to give you got to give up something to get something. exactly. So you could give up draft picks, but like the Eagles don't have a lot of young in their prime players, and you may not want to trade them. But like, who else would, would on this team is even would garner a lot of trade value? Yeah, I I just think you not can, many guys. You can make the team better without having trading one of your, with uh, I mean, the best young player on that's your team. I got, that's how I look. I, I get it, but just off the top of your head, who else could they trade and get something back to reallocate? I, I just don't anyone. Think, is it Reddick? Not like that. Maybe, but I, I again, I don't think like that necessarily matters when you're talking about should AJ Brown be the one like that has to go. Why? Why does it have to be AJ Brown just because he's the one that would get you the most value? How about you have AJ Brown? He's here. You want to acquire an influx of young, talented players? Guess who that is? AJ Brown. <laughs> well, it, it, well, it was two years ago. That's why they did it, right? They well, wanted it is. him. He's, yeah. tw- he's what twenty-seven? No, I know it's not about him. Not. It, the simplest part of this is him as a player, right? That we, all, I think, there's no disagreement there. We, we've this station has been talking about some aspect of this: certain for AJ or just AJ untouchable or not for what three days now? Yeah, wow. Not been, one on person has called in and said AJ's only okay, right? Not one person has said, yeah, we kind of overrate him. We all agree he's really good. Like we, we've, we've at least reached some agreement. It's hard to do on WIP. We've reached something we all agree on. This guy's a hell of a player. It's just a matter of. What's best for the team? The locker room, the salary cap, putting up you know, 52, 53 good players out there. That's that's where it comes down to. Greg is up next on WIP. Hey, Greg. Greg. Gentlemen, how you doing? All What's right, up, you? Greg? Oh, man, I've been trying to get through to you for like two weeks. Oh, uh, We're happy to have you now, Greg. For so long, and that's good for your show because uh, I told you before I really enjoy your show. Thank you and, very much. Uh, I think what I enjoy most is the three of you, really. Uh, you actually have a conversation. You, you listen to what the people are saying, and you actually uh, you know, respond and then let them get a response. So I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, li- you listening and calling, Greg. You're, you're a big part of the show, too. Yeah, Greg, what are you feeling today? What are you thinking on all this? Well, I have a couple things, if you'll indulge me, because it's been about two weeks since I've been trying to get on, so I want to touch on a couple points. Um, first of all, I'll, I'll say... Um, you had a previous question there about Jalen and, you know, what happened to Jalen, et cetera. Um, I think it's more more about play calling. I think you know my opinion of Nick. You know where I spend my Friday nights. You know how I feel about uh, coaches and their sideline behavior. Yep. Um, if he can rein it in, fine. But I think Jalen's biggest issues last year, this season, whatever you want to call it, uh, was play calling. I, the play calling was abysmal. I I see more creative play calling every Friday night than I saw out of the Eagles last year. So um, I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> and that shouldn't be before you make your next point, Greg. And, I, and I'm sure – and I used to cover and talk about high school football when I first started. Yeah, you, But that shouldldn't be, right? In the NFL, we should see the most creative, the best play calling. If you're seeing just as good or worse on Friday, that's not good. Not good. It's not good at all. And I'm a season ticket holder 28 years now. Um, it, that was hard to sit through some of those games. It just was boring, boring. And watching what other teams do is just it, it just highlighted the the just drudgery of our offense. It was just drudgery. It really was. So, what are you thinking on the AJ part of this? Well, I want to couple that with a um, question about Bradbury, and I, and I'll leave it. This is what I wanted to talk about last year, but I'll couple it together. 
So Bradbury, and I want your opinion afterwards, and I'll give you my AJ and Bradbury point. Mm -hmm. Bradbury, I see him maybe moving to slot and putting Avante Maddox at safety. Avante Maddox has played safety, did it well. Poor guy just can't stay healthy. But with AJ, I absolutely want him. But the reason I I think both of them kind of have to stay on the team is the dead money. And I don't know that. That's Howie's gig, the cap, the cap, the cap. But how can you go on with not having players on your team and paying them huge sums of money? So, Greg, it's uh, it's not easy, um, but teams have done it. I mean, look, the Eagles did it with Wentz. At that point, it was the biggest cap hit in NFL history. They made the playoffs that season in spite of that. The Falcons, what, a couple years ago, they traded uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts and took on an even bigger cap hit that year. Yeah. They got so, it. I mean, teams, teams will do it. It's not – I don't think anyone that, wants to do it, but, you know, you – how he could work around it. The, but I think that, Greg, it's a fair point. It plays into it. You, you'd rather not. I'd rather not. And, and here's my further point with AJ. The reason I want to keep him so much is that he's just a fabulous player. But who else do we have as a receiver? We got AJ. And we got, we got the skinny Batman. Yeah, well, we it. have those two. And then we have, uh, he's a free agent anyway, right? So we have nothing after those <laughs> the two. Level guys. Of We're pushing it, yeah. The what? level of disappointment both of y'all displayed, yeah, like cause... even before I got it out of my mouth, was yeah. just epic. <laughs> he's a name we'll look back at. Like, Who's that guy? What? what? He yeah. played here for a year. Greg, it's a very good point. Very good, Funko. We appreciate it. So the other one, I, I was trying to think there was another one. Because you, you always hear this, like, uh, dead money, and then teams, can you actually have success when you have, like, 50 or $60 million in dead money on the salary cap? Mm-hmm. So the Eagles made the playoffs the year Wentz was on the books but not here. The Packers just did it this year, too. They took on a $40 million dead cap hit to get Rodgers the heck out of there, and they made the playoffs and made the second round. It's not like you can't survive for one year with dead cap. It's just it's not ideal, but the Packers were better with Rodgers than the Jets. As the assistant GM of the team, or maybe the GM, the GM. That story yesterday, Hugh, I, you're you're alum there with the Jets. They're worse than you even thought. Why they got to be my? Well, I guess they are. My you're, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I'm alumni. You are alumni. They're in your I'm Twitter bio. To, yeah, I'm trying to separate. Man, that's because you, know you know how the story goes. Take, man. Them, take them out of your say, Twitter bio. That, then. There's your boy. There's your boy. There were so many parts of that story. It's over at the Athletic yesterday with the Jets and the dysfunction. Diana Rossini's part of it. The Roger stuff is bad. My other favorite part was Robert Sala was so desperate to keep his job, he commissioned a study on how other coaches did when they lost their quarterbacks to make himself look better. The, the level of insecurity over there, it actually made me feel like all this Eagles stuff is like, ah, we, it could be worse. See, <laughs> the see, Jets I, are the Jets. I missed that part, but did you see the part where Coach Sala was about to take all his uh, coaches' phones trying to figure out oh, who yeah. was the leak <laughs> in the, in the uh, story about when Zach wouldn't play? Who told, who told him? How would you find that out at this point? How would you? How would you just go? Like, wouldn't that be a message that don't you think you would delete, or an email? Or like, what the hell is Salah doing trying to take his coach's phone? Yeah, I'd, I'd have looked at him like, dog, you ain't taking my phone. Sometimes you hear stories out of teams that never win, and you're like, oh, that makes sense, right? Like this, this is part of the reason why they never win. They got a pretty good team. They got a pretty good roster. Yeah, I should say they have a. Uh, Bozo is a coach. I mean, Salah's a Bozo. And they have a quarterback who is power. Did you see those stories about Hackett in there? Your guy, Buddy Hackett? They couldn't believe how little he knew about offense. He's the offensive. The Jets situation makes the Eagles look like it's the simplest thing in the world. Like, oh, this is just like, this is easy stuff. No big deal. Let's go to Darren in South Philly. What's up, Darren? 
What's going on, man? Darren, how you been, buddy? I want to stop the madness, okay? Which one? If I remember serves me correct, Mr. Douglas, you played with Terrell Owens, correct? Yes, that, I did. That was, that was, okay. Can we all admit A.J. Brown is basically as close as we're ever going to get to having a T.O. on this team? Probably, yes. Yes. Okay, why do we why, why do we do this? I'm sorry, there is no world where unless we're getting Sertain and two first-round draft picks, I'm trading A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown for Sertain is a complete win for the Broncos, period. A.J. is a better player. Why do we do this with our, 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 our top receivers? Like, okay, they, they, there's, there's some disconnect or something like this. We got to get him out of here. Are we that scarred of, from Terrell that, uh, you know, I don't think A.J. Brown's a problem here, period. I think the guy wants to win. He's determined to win. In my, my reading on it, him and Devontae have a great relationship. So, so do him and Jay, like they just want to win. Like, we do this a lot when, you know, I don't want to do this, but when African-American receivers get excited about something, oh, there's a problem, this, that, the third. But Tom Brady can yell, be exempt, throw iPads, and there's no problem, nothing. He, there's fine. Well, so oh, Darren, hold on. Coming from. But Darren, there's, there's a major difference you're missing. And I don't think it has anything to do with skin color. Darren, Tom Brady, you have him, you win the Super Bowl. What AJ Brown, there's no get it's a wide receiver. It's just it's a different level. Like Patrick Mahomes could scream and yell and people would still be okay with it because he's a ticket to the Super Bowl. Receivers aren't by nature, that's not what they are. Well, it, Tom it, Brady had taken the Super Bowl for the Buccaneers the final two years. I mean they won one yes, but then the second year he was doing the same time. Right. Well he but he, de- he, he, he declined at that point. I, I meant in general, right? Tom Brady in general, Patrick. I in just general. don't understand why okay, if if the guy wants to win and he's competitive I want him to be fired up. I want that. That's a good thing. I don't want someone that, I mean, if A.J. Brown was lastical, daisical, and didn't care, that's a problem. I don't want those type of players here. I agree with that. Feel free to chime in. Wouldn't you want to do that animated and wants to win and he's upset because he's not, we're not winning versus a guy that, oh, I don't care. I'm just collecting my paycheck. See, I think, I think, we the, win, we win. I think the difference in this is the, the way that Jalen Hurts responded to the yelling. There was no response. And that's where people felt like, you know, because when you we look at on the outside looking in, it was a verbal attack that from where from our perspective, where we saw it was unsolicited. Because Jalen's response was kinda like, oh, you know, kind of the same thing when Dallas Goddard, him and Dallas Goddard had a little bit of a tate tate. Mm-hmm. He didn't respond. That's just not who Jalen Hurst is. That's that's not how he responds. And I'll say this it's easy to blame uh, AJ Brown in this situation because there's a somewhat of a pattern there. And we know how receivers act. So we're just trying to, like, as fans, we're just trying to get the quick fix. And the quick fix right now, in my opinion, is getting rid of the problem. Yeah. And, and AJ's the problem. And, Darren, it's a good phone call. I mean, I'm good hearing from you. I, I, don't, I, don't think it, I don't think most of the conversation and why people think he's untou- not untouchable has to do with his personality. I mean, I, I don't care that he's fired up. I, I do think he wants to win. I don't, I don't look at AJ as someone who's, like, slacking or doesn't care. I think he's a hard worker. He's obviously an amazing football player. He's been a great eagle so far production-wise. My main thing on this is, like, how do you build the best team? And I, I'm not sure if, if – and the whole receiver thing is – Darren brought up, why do we do this? We did it with T.O. First of all, T.O. did it to T.O. Like, fans didn't do it to T.O. T.O. did it to T.O. Yeah, that got ugly. The next time the Eagles had a star receiver was Deshaun Jackson. The Eagles did that to T.O. The fans didn't want T.O. Deshaun J- Jackson gone. Not my memory, not most fans. And by the way, they also won without a star receiver here. Because I don't – I didn't look at Alshon on the level of these other guys. He was good, but not that good. And I'm looking at it right now, the top 20 receiving seasons in the history of pro football. I think one of them was on a Super Bowl champion. So, like, it's also part of the league. Like, you don't really need I mean, you don't. superstar receivers. You don't, but it's so much nicer to have one. And I think that well, right cool. now. I mean, like, I, we all admit that. It's fun. I think right now the way that our team is presently constructed, because there is still 
a question mark about our starting quarterback. That's a fact. No matter how anybody wants to come in here and say this, that, and the third, there is still a question mark about whether or not he can bounce back from this year. And I feel more comfortable trying to make that happen with the receiver of A.J. Brown's caliber than not. And that's fair. I think a lot of people are on the side that you are are, are, there, are there too. 215-592-9494. Right back to the phones after break. Still waiting on an update on Joel Embiid's MRI. Plus, the Phillies made a move. Nobody, though, but Hugh is happy about it. He's, he's stoked. The rest of us are like, what did they just do? We'll get to that next. Your phone call as well on the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forts Casino, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Look, there's so many good ones out there. Coin toss, you could uh, the national anthem. I love betting first touchdown on each side. You could also jump in on how many points will be scored. All the great bets are there on FanDuel. New customers join today. You get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. You can't. Untouchable. A.J. Brown. Not for me. If a great offer came in, I would listen. I would listen. Reallocate resource. Welcome back to Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio having an A.J. discussion today. A lot of chatter the last couple days on the station. Obviously, Jack's idea with the Sertain trade, which I think would be really interesting because Sertain is a great corner, led to A.J. being asked yesterday and all that kind of stuff because... That's the way the uh, the rumor mill works, even though it's just a conversation on WIP, not really a rumor in terms of the NFL and, and insiders at this point. But I don't think he's untouchable. A lot of our audience agrees today on the phone lines here. Before we get back to all the phones, though, we got to hit this because the Phillies made a move, not a move I was expecting because I still think they could use a bat or an arm or a reliever two weeks ago. They seem to, though, I don't know if they leaked it or someone leaked it, the, uh, the City Connect Phillies uniforms are out here. Oh, oh my fun. gosh, it's awful. <laughs> well, that has been the overwhelming sentiment that they're not what people wanted. Uh, the best way I could describe it, if you haven't seen them yet, it's almost like a Philadelphia Union baseball jersey, that kind of color scheme, the yellow, the white, the blue. I don't understand the font on Philly on the jersey. So a lot of people think this is it. This is going to be because every year the last, I don't know, three, four years, that five teams get the City Connect jerseys. And yeah. I've liked a lot of them. I like the Orioles one, the Giants one. Some of them are nice. They some are. Of, some, of them, some of them are rich. And what I liked about them, because they did this a lot when I was down south, they have hit, some of them have history uh, within the font, the color schemes, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So when I saw it, I understand why a lot of people don't like it. I just like the blue. I like the blue, and I like the way that the, co- the letters are, are blocky. 
on or whatever they whatever you call that font of letters. You like the letters. I do like that. I, I like the jersey. So here's some of the response we got. We put a photo up on our Twitter page at WIP Midday. So just see what the people thought. Uh, one take beyond horrible, like bordering on a hate crime awful. That feels strong. Oh, wow. The font is terrible. Uh, horrible. I don't see any connection with the Phillies in the city in these jerseys. No thanks. Uh, I, from what I'm seeing here, Kyle, not great. Well, because they're not great. I mean, the uniforms are terrible. I, I, there's, they're called City Connect uniforms. I'm struggling to find out which part of this uniform I, as a Philadelphian, am supposed to feel a connection to. I mean, I don't care about the Philadelphia Union. I'm sorry. Is it the fact that there's the Liberty Bell on it? Like, I, I'm just not seeing anything. And what does it have to do with, with the Philadelphia Phillies? Like, it all just seems new, forced, it and, and ugly. Yeah, I think there should have been red in there at some point. Red. Well, like, it, yeah, at, at least. Yeah. If I Actually, if you asked me a year ago, like, when this event, when the Phillies get theirs, what will it look like? I would have thought red might have been the predominant color. Like, a strong red and then maybe some white and blue is, is kind of the... The other colors. If you told me yellow and blue and looks like the Union, I would have said, I don't know what they're doing there. It's not good. I, I, so I know the Chicago White Sox had the City Connects that said like Southside on yes. them or something. like yes. That is a part of Chicago that people can right. identify with. Could we not have gotten like Love City or, you know, just like, and that's just a spitball idea. Like something that has to do with it, my city that I can this, connect to. This is like when I look at the City Connect jerseys from different places. It's almost like people actually sat in the city, like new from the city, kind of had a, a, a input on what the city was about and everything like that. Like to your point, I don't know. I like the colors. I like the color scheme, but I don't know what the history is behind them choosing the colors that they chose. I don't know either. You know what I mean? Because like, like I said, perfect example, being in Atlanta, like the Peachtree color. They had the Peachtree mm-hmm. and had Peachtree Street. Every city, every street you go in, in Atlanta is peach tree something. You know what I mean? So you know the connection there. This one I don't I don't understand. So it. I'm looking at the Astros one. I think they unveiled the Astros last year, and it says Space City. It's got the connection to NASA, yeah. right? Houston. That's a big part of of the. You know, you think of Houston, you think of you think of NASA. I I don't understand this, this one. Uh, what is the? Didn't the Nationals unveil theirs last year? Wasn't it the cherry blossoms, which are the trees down there? Yeah, it's which, a connection. Right, that's a to connection to DC. I don't know. I mean, look, if Bryce Harper starts wearing them, people will buy them because that's just what happens probably, and people will, will get into it. I'm, I'm dis- If this is it, I'm disappointed. You know what? I found the connection. It made everyone in Philadelphia mad. <laughs> you know what? They spoke to us in a way. We all came together to be angry about something. We figured it out. Never mind. Good job by the Phillies here. All right, let's go back to the phones here, and then we do have an update on Joel Embiid and the Sixers, but it's not an injury update. It's actually a monetary update on the fine they're getting here for the injury report nonsense. Rick in West Philly. Hey, Rick. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Rick. What's up? I here's the first thing. I'm going to make a comment first. Is this a passing league or a running league? It's a passing league. Okay, good, good, good. I, I agree with that. I do think that Hurts can be the same quarterback he was in the Super Bowl year. But I also agree that he regressed. Right, mm-hmm. I think we all. I think we all okay. are kind of uh, uh, somewhere in that range. Yep. Okay. Now, so what you're telling me, and my pop always told me to use logic, common sense. So what you're telling me is, and the best way to get Jalen back to form is to get better, get rid of the best wide receiver in football. Well, two things. One, I don't think he's quite the best, though he's very good. I mean, top five-ish huh. kind of guy, but he, he's very good. But so, Rick, I, I'm not looking to get rid of him. I'm just saying, if they got a big offer for him, I would listen to it because do you need 
two star receivers when you have no defense? We only got one star receiver, and that's A.J. Brown. Smith is good. He's not no A.J. Brown. I agree he's no Brown, but he's about to get paid a lot of money. So the, I mean, I, my point is they have to make a decision. Are they going to pay a lot of money for two wide receivers, one that's great, one that's very good, and how are we going to have a defense that's any good at all if we're paying all the money to offense? I think I think it's now, something they have to think about. That, you didn't answer my question the first time. Who we got? I start a little bit. Are we better team? Are you saying that the best thing for Jalen is to get rid of the best wide receiver? I'm trying to build the best team, not make Jalen Hurts look good. The well, no, because Rick, I, I I dismiss the idea that the whole thing's about Jalen. They got to make the best football team. No, the fo- the quarterback makes the football team, my man. So, Rick, Rick, hold on, hold on, Rick, hold on, Rick, hold on. You, are the are the Chiefs in the Super Bowl be, just because Mahomes put up 17 or because their defense held Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league, to 10? Are you kidding me, man? No, no, wait, wait, did you, wait a second. The Chiefs didn't score for an hour and a half in that game on Sunday. Okay. Okay, so why did they – Why did they, they – score a lot of points. But, Rick, on Sunday in the, NFC, in the AFC Championship game, I understand Mahomes is great. He didn't score many points. They didn't score many. They have a balanced team now. We you're, don't you're, have you're that. Up, but you're bringing up one game. I'm talking to Jalen. That's why I agree with you, Douglas. No, I'd rather oh, have Smith. Me. I'd rather have my quarterback, wide receiver, tag, tagging up with Jalen again, and I'll feel much better about chances of our offense getting better like it was in the Super Bowl year. Yeah, and Rick, I understand that point, and it's fair. And, Rick, I, we appreciate your phone call. I just want to point out, they didn't win a Super Bowl with this combination. No, they didn't. So, like, we were going so your, off. Your, like, the theory still holds true. Like, it, it's it, it, But I think he helped. I, like, to your point, mm-hmm. I think he helped the quarterback become a better quarterback. I agree with by that. Being there. Sure. And, and, and the reason why I feel like he needs to be here is because I don't. Like, the verdict, Jalen has regressed to the point where when you ask people that have been watching football for a long ass time, longer than me, they don't know what he is now. Like, it's a little scary. And, and, you know, we've all talked about potentially being like a Carson Wentz and all this other stuff. I don't think he's there, but I'm not trying to find out without AJ. I'm not trying to find out how good he is without him just yet. He hasn't re- progressed to that point where you can say, you know, hey, we can move on from a, mm. a, from a top receiver because we got our quarterback or he's on point. He's not there yet. So I did get a message about the uh, City Connect jerseys. Yeah, you saw it too? Yeah, the, the, the colors are the city flag, the yes. Philadelphia city flag. And the font is the used for the Declaration of Independence, right? That makes me like the font a little bit more. Yeah, that I, I see. I didn't know the story. Well, no, because, because I know I most either. of the, most of the the, the uh, city uniforms have a connection to the city in some way. And and I think a lot of them are a little more obvious. Yeah, like if you go if you look at the San Francisco Giants one, it has the bridge on it, the Golden Gate Bridge. You could, it's it's like white and orange. It's got the the bridge that kind of pops across the chest. Yeah, you it's you don't have to you don't have to think about it. You just see it. Yeah. What, did you like it anymore, Kyle, with that theory out there? That it's, it's, it's the colors of the Philadelphia city flag, mm. and the font is supposed to be some sort of the font they use to write the Declaration of Independence. Okay. I, well, I'm in on the font now. I kind of like that. The font, that would be cool if true. I'm not 100%. So somebody might have to, you know, crack research that, fact check it. The city flag thing, I'm not buying because who the hell knows what the Philadelphia city flag looks well, like? Well, I didn't because when I saw the message, I, had, I, I searched it to see. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, don't I mean, think I'd, like I, you know, I guess I just have been obtuse to it. I don't pay attention yeah, to it. Been around here a while. I don't think I remember seeing or ab- absorbing the Philadelphia city flag. I didn't know cities had flags. Uh, I did know that. I just didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, they do. I, like I like his states have, have flags too. Have, I remember. I, I remember, didn't know that. Didn't know states. Have flags. Ohio has their own flag, and the Buckeye 
I remember that because I'm from the Buckeye State. Here so we that go. Was the official, but Ohio? Not I didn't say Atlanta. I'm just I don't give you any breaks, man. I'm sorry. Today, yeah. We have the horses on the state flag of Pennsylvania, right? There. When was the last time you saw the state flag of Commonwealth? As soon as I looked over the looked over the thing and saw your your flag, that was the first time I saw it. In oh, when I pulled it up here on the computer, <laughs> yes. <laughs> People don't uh, don't fly the state flag very often, or the Commonwealth. No, flag. I remember like in Ohio, they used to they used to like that was taught to us like every day. The state flag, the Johnny Appleseed was big, and and the Ohio State Buckeye, like the Buckeye, is it's the Buckeye State. Johnny you know, Appleseed still big, or is his, is his time pass? I remember we used to have to learn the Johnny Appleseed song. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to perform that yeah, for us one day. I don't remember it, but I remember <laughs> that was big, man, and they were talking about how he went all across some the lyrics state for you. About the, with the Appleseeds in his pocket. Oh, Johnny Appleseeds he a was star. Playing, he was playing Appleseeds all over the place. Those sound familiar to me, too. I, might have I think we all learned No, we learned, Appleseed like, dude, Johnny Appleseed was that dude <laughs> and how, you know, how with the log cabins and, you know, the Buckeye State and all that. Because I remember w- the park that I lived across the street from, every year they would have Buckeyes, and we used to go over there and collect Buckeyes and make Buckeye necklaces. But they tell you don't eat them because you could die. What, the Buckeyes? <laughs> the Buckeyes. Yeah. You can't eat Buckeyes because you could die. Johnny Appleseed's a rock star. Do we know when Johnny Appleseed lived? Anyone have any uh, idea of the time frame when Johnny mm, Appleseed was running around with his Appleseeds? 18-something? Yeah. Uh, born September 26, 1774, and died in 1845. I just remember that. 70s Easter. a good run at that time. Yeah, that was a nice run. Must have been eating all those apples. That's what it healthy. was. He was. That's what he was known for. We used to go to apple orchards and stuff in Ohio. That's what we used to do. I like memory lane with Hugh here. About a no, Johnny I, I just remember that because I remember the state flag because it's it's like red, white, and blue, but it's like a, it's it's like a little like a little like a little airplane flag. Mm. Like it's a little. It's not a full flag. It's like a little. You oh, know, the tri- like a different like a little, shape. Like a different shape. Yeah, mm. I remember that. So yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.